We would be honored if you would join us. Ojaba. Ojaba. Hello, hello, hello. Hello there. Hi. Hi. Ah, okay. <laughs> Okay. Happy holidays and welcome to Thule Squadron Radio. My name is Kisley. Uh, my name is Hakon. My name is Jan. And I am Aid. Yes, yes, yes. And we have a special yeah, guest. really well, guys. It's almost like we didn't practice. <laughs> we ha- you, 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 you two messed it up. <laughs> you did it in English. <laughs> <laughs> you you like panicked? My name is Halcon. <laughs> ah, so well. so guys, episode okay, episode fifty. Episode fifty. Uh, fifty. I mean, okay. Well, let's introduce our guest. I mean, we have a special guest for a special episode. We have a special special guest. Who are you calling special? <laughs> <laughs> you darling. <laughs> <laughs> We, uh, like you can hear, we obviously, we have Oliver Pocknell on again. And again? We, yeah, again. And he a- actually asked to come on. I'm having Why? to break. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, like, I've, I've, I'm basically the village bike. I've been around all the podcasts. I'm having to ask him to let me back on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two times. Score. That's more sounds than most. Like a, sounds like a, almost like a famous British TV show. I mean, you've only been once on the 186 Squadron podcast, right? Nah, I've been on a few times. Don't say that. I think I'm about I was six, trying to lie to the people. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Jedi mind tricks. So basically, you, you're more of a Thule than a 186, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get the man a t-shirt. <laughs> get the man a t-shirt. I wouldn't complain about a t-shirt, but I think I've, I've got a very fancy hat that says otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> So, how are you guys? 50 episodes. Very full. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, been quite the Christmas. Yeah. Everybody tired? Yep. I was working today. Sure. Or just working as in trying to not fall asleep on the desk. Uh, (laughs) I was definitely working. I was working and I I was trying to at least uh, in between all the... Bing, 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 from you guys. Like, Facebook Messenger exploded. You should silence your phone. That's what I do. I sometimes have to do that, too. (laughs) Yeah, but it's probably my fault there was so much activity in the chat, because... Yeah. Yeah, I spent all day doing uh, meta-analysis, working on a new blog post, uh, on sort of the state of the meta now that we're coming out of wave five, and it turns out that doing stuff like that takes like I don't know ten solid hours. Hint, hint. Episode fifty-one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> which is what some of us discovered today after thinking that that was the topic for episode fifty. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, say no more. Say no names. No names. Right. <clears throat> well, I I need to apologize also as well, guys. I'm, I'm sorry about last episode. Um. So I meant I thoroughly meant to 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 come on until uh, my wife. Uh, sprung on me that uh, she had forgotten that we had gotten an invitation to uh, a, a dinner at friend's house, and I really meant to let you guys know <laughs> that, I, that I wouldn't be recording, but then I forgot about that. <laughs> and so at some point when we were leaving the dinner party, uh, I, I looked at my phone and saw like 300 missed messages. <laughs> And I remembered that I forgot to let you guys know that I, that I couldn't make it. So you sorry know, about a, that. There's, there's what, this what about the uh, calendar and scheduling things? Yeah, I know, I know. So the one before that, I think I had already let you guys know that I wouldn't make it. It was, I think I had yeah. a, a concert. Uh, my daughter had a Christmas concert or something. No, you, you let us know like five minutes beforehand or something. No, yeah. I think I give you guys some some more time. Okay, maybe ma no, no. maybe half an hour. Yeah. Any, maybe any, anyway, hour. Hokan, you you can't leave me alone with these people. <laughs> I mean, I'm the new guy. I've just joined. I mean, there were internet theories raving about that in reality we were the same person, <laughs> or alternatively that I've killed you and hidden you somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I listened to the last episode and clearly I can't leave you alone with them because I mean. That was just like an echo chamber that episode. So we need to have a talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. We re we realized that afterwards. Yeah. And we're sorry. Did you now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so in a vain attempt to get back on topic, <laughs> yeah. fifty okay. episodes. Fifty episodes, man. Fifty episodes. Fifty episodes. How did Judas yeah. Squadron get started, Gisli? Tell us. Yeah, it was basically that. Yeah. Me and Ed, we we talk on the phone a lot, or we did. When I was, he was <laughs> he was working retail, and I was working I was working as a mechanic, so I could just have a hands hands free set on my ears and work. So we yeah, so we basically we probably called each other two times a day and spoke for at least half an hour about X Wing, nothing else, just X Wing. Yeah. Yep. And just list making ideas and stuff and game tree yeah. and stuff like that. And one day I I I, I asked Ayat, I remember, why 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 don't you just record it and do a podcast? And he was like, <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not. I mean, people are actually listening now, so and that's <laughs> more than I it's could. Not, not the worst idea. <laughs> it's not the worst idea, but it's probably not the best one either. But <laughs> but it's been, it's been fun. It's lots oh, yeah. lots of fun. And I mean, so, so the th 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 sorry, sorry. No. So the premise was uh, because we enjoy the the, the two-hour conversations that we have each day. Maybe we'll just put somebody else through that same conversation as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, after about what twenty twenty-five episodes, you came on. How come? Yeah. As a regular, was it? Yeah. <coughs> Something yeah. like that. And Jan, you have been on what ten episodes or something? Four. No more. Uh, five, I think. Isn't it more? Four, or five, uh, maybe. No, no. I don't okay. Think so. Okay. I think it's like the third or fifth, as a, third or fourth as a host, mm -hmm. and then one or two before that. Yeah, yeah, okay, something, so, like, something like that. Yeah. yeah. 
and then then we brought Oli on. Yeah, and <coughs> and, and he's 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 a regular now, so. Yeah, show. So. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's what we do. I mean, yeah, Oli, you better be careful. I mean, by the third episode, they make you a host. <laughs> get to know. That's, that's, that's how it works. Either... I mean, the first time it's all charm, and you can get the T-shirt and so on. But by yeah. the third time, it doesn't work. I'm trying to work <laughs> out whether or not I should start running or be happy because they let me talk about things. <laughs> I mean, everybody can. Pierre Thule, if we want. <laughs> <laughs> and the flip side of that is every everybody will be uh, Thule. Thule if we want. If we, if we want, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which is why we have Thule's all around the globe. Yes. And and Thule Squadron is basically it's it's probably the the most victorious uh, X-wing group in the world. You think? I mean, For sure. we're winning everywhere. Sweden, Denmark, UK, worlds. Oh, yeah. worlds. <laughs> 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 but if you just say that everyone is in Thula Scorchen, then yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's basically what that's what that's what we're saying. <laughs> I think as as a serious thing though, it's what's really cool to see is how far you guys have essentially traveled as a podcast. Um, mm -hmm. Because whenever I talk to people all over the world, or like on Vassal, or like just chatting to them, uh, so many of them know uh, about what used to be this little podcast from Iceland, and you guys are like are really really good at what you do. So it's it's cool to see. Thank you very much. Oh, shucks. <laughs> shucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, now we're gonna we're gonna have that big headed center. <laughs> so I'm just making sure I come back for the third episode. So. It's <laughs> Nice, nice one. Oh, well played, Ollie. Well played. <laughs> so, okay, should we? Should we? Okay, we. This is obviously the fiftieth episode, but it's also. I mean, it's the Christmas and New Year's episode. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah. Well, it isn't New Year's yet, but I mean, we'll, yeah. we'll be in two days. Are you going to release it tomorrow, or you know, is it going to be released on New Year's Day, or when is it going to be released? Uh, tomorrow probably. Okay. Or just hour after we. That's good. An hour after we stop podcasting. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I usually, uh, I usually post the episodes on Monday, so or or Sunday evening, Monday. Okay. And we're recording on Monday now, because. Some people because Christmas and things. Yeah, some people. Yeah. Have a family and stuff like that. I don't know. Uh, and, yeah, I don't. Life. I don't know what the tradition is <laughs> in in like in Denmark or in in the UK, but here in Iceland, on uh, on uh, the last day of the year, everybody, every news channel, every every media has like a, a the the recap of the year that we're saying goodbye to. Probably the BBC does this. Well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, this would constitute as a good episode for you know, that kind of banter, right? Sure. I mean, yeah. Ollie, you were on BBC. Will you be in the <laughs> recap? You think so? No, <laughs> I. Uh, so this is the thing. I like in in the national news. Um, you also have the local news stations. So okay. there's 
uh, like the next step down from national news is the six regional news stations. So that's what I was on. Hmm. I, I wasn't quite uh, important enough to qualify for national news. <laughs> okay. <laughs> ah, uh, we need to petition that stuff. Yeah. Next time. Next time. So uh, let's see. <laughs> year in review. Okay. Who, who, who wants to start? You start. Should I start? Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, I mean, what was meaningful for me this year? I mean, first of all, I went to Worlds for the third time. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, I did super, super poorly there, but it was it was a blast. I was hanging out with most of you guys, not you, Jan. I mean, you weren't there, but we, we had a big house. Uh, you hardly stayed in. That's true. But I mean, I mean, but but we did wake up at uh, four a.m. or something to start playing X-wing. I remember that it was four or five a.m. We couldn't sleep anything. Yeah, the first night. The first night. The first morning. Yeah, yeah, first morning. I think it was like four a.m. Me and Stefan started the first game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Worlds for the third time. That was a blast. Uh, I went to a system open got second there so that was my highest finish in a large tournament and that was awesome uh, yeah played against N well, Nicholas Nilsson there mm. and well, he just hold, hold on yeah. oh sorry no don't continue I'll ask you after you finish that no I was yeah I played against Nicholas Nilsson there he he flat out beat me better player and yeah that was <laughs> That was probably the highlight of my X-Wing year, though. That was the system open Melma. I did very well. I mean, obviously, I had a super, super strong list. But even though I had this super, super strong list, I I practiced it a lot. Way Even way before people started noticing that list. It was obviously Quad Phantoms. But before that, I also bridesmaid in the... In the last hyperspace trials, Woo so I've been bridesmaiding everywhere for this year, and actually for the last six tournaments, including Worlds, I have been the bridesmaids in five of them. <laughs> oh, good job! That, that was no my question. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's a good job. I mean, but fuck, I want to win. <laughs> If it's any if it's any consolation, I I feel your pain. Uh, yeah, I know that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but but I have that super sweet bridesmaid trophy at home that I actually made myself because I was gonna give it away in that tournament, <laughs> but I won it myself. <laughs> There's a beautiful irony to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually beautiful. That was such a fun, was such a fun moment at uh, the midcard. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, God really damn it, yeah. So, uh, but overall, it's been a great X-Wing year for me. I mean, I've been I've been playing good, I've been doing good, but I haven't been able to, like, finish it off. But I met a whole lot of people this year, even more than last year. And people I would consider my friends today. And that's just awesome. That's what this game is all about for me. And I, I can't say it enough. That's the community. 
a win for sure. Sop, sop, sop. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You do you. What, what, I do me. What was your highlight? <clears throat> well, obviously, going to the two big ones. Uh, System Open Malmö was fun, advancing to the top 16. Uh, up from top 16 and ended up at eight, 5 to 8 place after you beat me and then fucked it up in the final. Um, <laughs> 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 and then, of course, the world's uh, trip the seven of us made mm-hmm. and my fourth trip um, uh, I was doing quite well at that tournament it was 4-1 and had two two games to push me over to day two mm-hmm. but I <coughs> messed that up And but the best thing about it in a, such a big tournament uh, I even you know got uh, got some very quality lessons from those games that I lost and uh, I know exactly what I did wrong, and I take that as, uh, you know, experience. Yeah, I mean, Worlds this year around was just, it was, it was such a hard tournament. Brutal. <laughs> it was so brutal. Like, yeah. like we were talking about, about, I mean, if if you went up against a person who only had hyperspace templates, it was like, ah, okay, great. Ah, sure. <laughs> Everybody was really happy to see me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, sorry, continue. Scrubs. <laughs> no, and then just, of course, all the two stays at home here in Iceland, going through the year and uh, tournaments at home, mm-hmm. and actually just being within X-Wing 2.0 this last year, mm-hmm. so much things have, have been going on, you know, Ever, ever changing, and it's been really, really interesting, action-wise, this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. Right. How could? Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know what to say. Uh, when I started the year, I wasn't sure where X-wing was going to be for me this year. Uh, was a little bit torn going into the year because I had kind of neglected the the, the local community. Uh, had been more sort of revolved about around um, around my local group of friends mm-hmm. who were playing, uh, so wanted to change that a little bit and, and have uh, more presence in Nexus. And I think I think I did that. And primarily, it was uncomfortable to show up at tournaments being a TO without mm-hmm. having a, a grasp of the people that were there and, and sort of having that feeling that because I was playing with some of them more than other others that, that it might be it might be uh, yeah might be difficult to mm-hmm. uh, to make you know uh, rulings that that would be fair or, or whatever I don't know uh, so need to work around that and did that um, there was a I think did I win the store championship this year or was it last year no uh, no I I won the last store championship in for Nexus did you not yeah I'm the final no I think I did no I'm the final no I think I did 2017 Ah, the store championship because now it's called something else. That's true. Yeah, yeah it was the it was the wave championship or something like that. Wave champion. But hey, it won that yeah. the first one. No, he I won the wave, wave champion. Wave Ooh, leader. Yeah, yeah. Right. wave leader. Yeah. But I have a store championship plaque here, so I don't know. I think I I think I did win it. So yeah, you did win a store champion at one point. I remember that. No, I won two. 
Is that is that the plaque with the um, A wig and the B wig on? Uh, or is it the Imperial Aces? I, I have the TIE Fighter one. Store championship I think the TIE season. Fighter one is more recent. Yeah, that's 2007. That, that was the last Tour Championship season. Yeah, 20, so 2016 so was the one I wanted. Yeah, I, I have I have a 2016 one. It doesn't have any uh, any uh, any ships on it. So that, that one's okay. on my wall here in front of me. Ah, oh, never mind. It's it's the one where uh, where I took the beef list, almost the same one as AIDS. And uh, so I, I don't remember what tournament that was. That was fun, though. Uh, so that was a good good win. Worlds is, of course, the highlight. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was just unbelievable to get the group of guys together, and, and you know, I, it, it was so much fun. And, that was uh, amazing. I think oh, the the, uh, the atmosphere around the whole thing, and you know, the venue and and all of that, and of course, uh, uh, you know, getting to know a lot of great new people that I didn't know before. Uh, you know, Ali, you included. Uh, so it was it was. Uh, it was phenomenal, mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I'm really looking forward to next year. I just absolutely. looked it up. 2016 yeah. store champion. It's just black with, with yeah. X-wing marking and 2016. But it had it had a poster with a uh, with soon to your fell on it, with the red stripe. So that that'd be 2017 would be the rebel aces and 2018 would be imperial aces then. Oh, okay. Let me see. Mm. Uh, it might be that. So, something like that, anyway. Yeah, I'm Googling it. Googling it. <laughs> yeah, but so uh, it's going to be, oh. I think it's going to be great next year. I'm looking forward to it. I don't know what, uh, you know, how much I'm going to be able to do on the on the uh, the global scene. I'm really hoping to get to go, you know, get to go to Worlds because I was able to to smash through an invite, uh, so I, I have my place there. I don't have to go through the qualifier again. That was grueling, so yeah. I'm thankful for that. Um, so, so hopefully, hopefully we'll get another group. We'll be able to go. Some of us on the podcast are going at least. Yeah. Some. On this episode, yeah. I believe. At least one person. <laughs> at least one person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and well, if if you get your invite in early, right? <laughs> 2015 store championship has the B wing and the A wing. Ah, Two, that one. 2017 is the last one, which has the Tie Fighter. Gotcha. Yep. I really wanted the 2015 one. Yeah, it's it, my favorite. It's, it's my favorite art from the whole game. It's super cool. It's super cool. I think Stefan won that one. No, he didn't win. He hasn't won a store champion. Uh, uh, that that was 2015. That was the, when the Phantom came out, and Siki won that. I was second. Ah, Siki. Okay. Ah, I see. Yeah. I. I. <laughs> that's 2015. Eight. That that's the year you got married, right? Mm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I remember that that that's the time I flew Tie Swarm into a store championship. Ah, we ended up. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. completely hungover. Yeah. Ah, right. I flew a tie swarm because I was so hungover, and obviously tie swarms are easy. <laughs> and I went <laughs> went up against Siki in the final, and he had uh, he had whisper when nobody yeah. knew what whisper could do. And oh, the dark dark days of whisper. Yeah, he 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 <laughs> tabled me <laughs> in the finals. It didn't have a it didn't have a shot there with tie swarm. I had no idea what to do against it. Uh, so. Uh, how come? 
Are you yeah. are you done? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Jan. Anything yeah. exciting happen? <clears throat> yeah, I think it's been a very eventful year. Um I started with <clears throat> Some quite high self expectations. Mm -hmm. uh, I finished 18, uh, doing top 16 in in the Nordic Nationals, which was my first cut ever. Sweet. Uh, so obviously, I thought that this is now going to be a frequent thing that happens all the time. How do you feel? Unfortunately, they they uh, they removed the crew slot on the Phantom, so I couldn't continue my Sloan. Phantom with Imperial sort of mid-range ships hmm. thing. Um, so uh, when I went to um, to the Netherlands for the system moments down there, uh, I just said, nah, we'll just put Sloan on a Reaper, it'll be fine. Some interceptors along. <laughs> it, it was not fine. <laughs> it, was, it was very much not fine. <laughs> so I got back, um, tried to, uh, to get five A-wings, five resistance A-wings to work. Um, because I figured it would be good against Rebel Beef. Um, I think it is, was, but not when I played it. It's, so, it's, uh, very, it's very good against Rebel Beef, but if you get your approach wrong by even a, like a small angle, then you lose immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that's probably what happened then. Uh, <laughs> so instead, I uh, pivoted to play uh, Fen and Free Fangs. So thanks, Ollie. Uh, your videos really got me got me going there. Um, <laughs> Yay, we love thanks. Yeah. yeah, thanks are so much fun, and they are just yeah, just smash them into the opponent's face until you win. <laughs> if all else fails, that's a good um, that's a good summary. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so um, I went to a hyperspace trial, a small one. Uh, was undefeated in Swiss. Got a, got kicked out in top four, ironically by Rebel Beef, uh, despite having eaten it all day before. Um, but that was fine. Um, then I took them to uh, just a moment in Malmer. Uh, that went absolutely horrible. Uh, I went zero two drop, <laughs> and I just I could not handle it. Um, I had a lot of fun on day two, um, and. Um, Especially once I was out of the runnings for, for the hyperspace qualifier, we just you know popped open some beers, um, and I started offering my opponent beer, and uh, that made all of the rest of the games a lot of fun. Oh, you even um, gave me a beer then. I remember that. Yeah, but not until you were out. No, yeah, I know. But, but yeah, you got the last one we had. It was very special. Yeah. <laughs> but it was Swedish beer, so it doesn't really count. Um, <laughs> But but that day I played uh, Simon Tonay's mm -hmm. uh, and he so got double torrent list and that looked like a lot of fun. Um, so I decided that I've never really gotten aces. So I started what uh, what I in my squadron called hashtag Summer of Aces uh, in an attempt to learn and forced myself to play aces almost all summer. Um, when it came time for Euros in, uh, in sort of early August, uh, I didn't really feel I was there with the Aces yet, so I just took the quad banks and went. Uh, and that went decently. 
Uh, I played Aces on the second day. Um, and then after that, I picked up uh, uh, the Gen Con winning list, 7B, Anakin, R2A6, CLT, Sensor OB, and Rick. I played that a lot. Uh, had a good run at Danish uh, Grants with that. But then I got paired up, and yeah, the last two games didn't go well. So I went from 3-1 to 3-3, and sort of like inverse submarine, hmm. and, and didn't make the cut. Um, then Swedish Nats recently was very good. I only lost to uh, to Niklas, your Bain Gisli, mm-hmm. and uh, and Tobias. We had on a few few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, the better Republic region player. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think both of them are very good players in their own rights as well. Oh, so. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Fantastic uh, players, both of them. Yeah. So I think I'm still too aggressive to play aces, um, but working on it. Uh, I think I still have lists that bring me more trouble than they should. So it's like it's not a list matchup problem; it's just a me matchup problem. Well, uh, you you have to be aggressive to play aces, but you have to pick when you become aggressive. It's more about patience, I think. I think so you're, you're saying you say all the time is not the right answer. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's it's an interesting one because I was talking to someone about this uh, the other day who was relatively new to the game mm-hmm. um, about learning how to play aces, and he mentioned to me that all of his decision making when he's playing aces comes after he's moved mm. instead of. Um, Instead of when he's planning his dials, mm-hmm. uh, because most mostly when you're playing lower initiative ships or like X wings or swarms, mm-hmm. you do all of your decision making before you set your dials mm-hmm. or as you're as you're doing your dials. Whereas with the aces, you plan in a very neutral move mm-hmm. most of the mm-hmm. time, and then you can make the decision of what you're going to commit to after you've seen where everything goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you try to make moves that open <coughs> options. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's interesting to see that uh, that you decided to sit down and teach yourself how to play a ship. Though it's it's something that I've had to force myself to do a couple of times. No, but I, I think I think there there are several several points to it. I mean, the way I looked at it was that the worst that could happen would be that I understood aces a lot more, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't like them. That would be the worst that could happen. Then that would make me better at playing against aces mm-hmm. in whatever I then ended up playing. Now I'm actually beginning to like it a lot. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I don't know. But I have. I think whenever I'm whenever I'm in doubt about what I should play, if I feel like mm, nah, I need to try something new, then I will very typically pick something that I don't like playing against, mm-hmm. um, because it. it at least for me, then it, it makes it a lot easier to understand my opponent if I've sort of, I can, I'm more able to put myself in his shoes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So you, you've been basically flying against the droids for a few months. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, we don't like droids. Yeah, those. I'm I'm hoping for big points changes, but we'll get onto that later. No, yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think. Speaking, going back to aces, though, I just uh, I think it's very interesting because I've I've been forcing myself to play aces as well, uh, to some degree, mm-hmm. uh, it's, and it's very difficult for me. Um, it's 
not my style. And I also feel that there is a psychological barrier to it for me. That is that. Um, so going back to when I started playing the game, my friend Kauri, he introduced me to the game. So I bought a corset, and uh, and then the first night that we played, I had the corset, and he brought Suntilfel <laughs> to the table. Oh Jesus! And proceeded to destroy me over and over and over again. There was no mercy at all. So I think it's just a psychological thing on my part as well, is to you know overcome that and and be able to. Yeah. She passed it. Then you went uh, went to Nexus for the first time and met me, and I was flying Whisper against you. Yeah, but I no had Echo. Dash sorry, Echo. I, I had I had Dash by that time. Now you know why I had to get Dash. So and uh, yeah, but but it was again. Has its reason. But it was against Echo. I just dialed yeah. in the two straight, and you you couldn't go. <laughs> just two straight, whatever. <laughs> I can be oh, everywhere. <laughs> so Dash was one of those ships that I forced myself to learn how to fly back in 1.0. Yeah. It just didn't. He didn't work in my brain. Everyone says that flying dash was easy, mm -hmm. but it whenever wasn't. I, it's not easy to use him. No, no. I think everybody who didn't know, who just looked at dash and never gave him a try, was assuming that dash was easy. But you needed you needed to play dash, you know, in a certain way to be effective. <clears throat> and the first games that I played with him, I, I got completely wrecked. Uh, and then. You just needed to adjust to that. And there was definitely. I never agreed with easy mode dash. I think that was bollocks, really. I, I think the IGs in the early days of the IGs, I think they were much easier. Well, yeah, uh, because yeah. people didn't know how to fly against them. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, I agree. I think in general, this sort of oh, this squad is easy mode is perhaps something that is thrown around a bit too much. I mean, uh, you even I mean, saw. We have seen some examples of it, and and obviously, I mean, there's room for player skill in every squad, but in some squads, it takes more space than in others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's always something, right? Mm -hmm. Probably the only thing, in the only time that this was, I mean, remotely correct was uh, during the onset of the Jump Masters, I think, when they came in because they were so easily adoptable by new players. Uh, um, and and very hard to counter, I think, uh, in the beginning. Are you so are, are are you forgetting Ghost Fan? That's that's, pro <laughs> Ghost Fen, that's Ghost probably the definition on. of I mean, easy mode. I think I, th I think I the know. only the only two genuinely easy mode lists uh, that I I would say that have existed in the game <laughs> is Dengaru, as long as you yeah. understood that Manaru just had to run away. Yes. Yes. And. Ghost Fen. Yes. But the same thing with Fen. Just make yeah. sure that the support ship doesn't die, mm -hmm. and then you mm -hmm. don't need to do anything. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely correct. Okay. Um, otherwise, I've launched uh, Pink Brain Matter this year. Yeah. Um, and that's been a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. I also spend an awful lot of time uh, thinking about the meta and sometimes written about the meta in, in some of my blog posts mm -hmm. and I think that is also something that has given me a lot of insight and, and sort of made me grow as a player so to speak mm -hmm. yeah definitely I mean Pink Brink Matter is uh, it's a brilliant brilliant set just yeah, really really useful I mean you see your own flaws right so mm -hmm. I don't know I have mm -hmm. things planned let's just say that yeah um <laughs> Okay, so so Ali, have you done anything worth mentioning this year? <laughs> so I I suppose I want a I want a small tournament, um, but 
So, so here's interesting. I, I, I don't want to mess up your show notes too much here, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like this is sort of a natural segue. Mm-hmm. So, since since two point started, um, I've I've been kind of thinking about how I've been doing playing X Wing because mm-hmm. I've been I've been doing well for a while now because I I won the Nordic Nationals back in 2015, mm-hmm. um, and that was my like that was my breakthrough win if you like that was the big win. Yep. Um, and since then, uh, I've only ever won one other tournament since the Nordic Nationals. Oh, didn't you win two hyperspace trials in a row? But, yeah, and, until this season. Oh, that, oh this oh, is my yeah. point. Ah, yeah, okay, so sorry. from from between 2015 mm-hmm. and 2000 and yeah, t- 2000, the start of 2019, mm-hmm. uh, basically, I had only won one event. Like I'd I'd come in the cut for many, many, many big events, mm-hmm. but I'd hadn't won anything. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering about why that was and it looked as if I was going out in the first round of cuts. Mm-hmm. And hitting this year, um, I feel like I've I've kind of slowly got over the fact that I am always losing my first game of the cut. Mm-hmm. Um and you were saying about sort of the whole poker element of X Wing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And it it felt a bit like that, is that it was like I I didn't believe that I was going to win, or I, I was I was playing differently uh, when mm-hmm. I got to the cut than I was in the Swiss rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just interesting, sort of personally, to to have a look at that and how I how I viewed my games in the cut versus how I viewed my games in the uh, um, yeah how, how I viewed my games in in Swiss. Mm-hmm. It was just yeah. Is this uh, is this uh, coming to like higher stakes? Um, did you was that the perception that it, because you were at the, the the knockoffs it was all or nothing and and you needed to be were you playing more passively or how how have you you know what, what is your analysis on that? So I, I think there was a combination of things. There was definitely an argument that um, I I was being I I changed how I viewed my opponent. Because I was saying, right, well, this is the cut, so my opponent must be good. Mm-hmm. So I started making riskier moves um, because mm-hmm. I would assume that my opponent, and uh, this is what you guys were talking about last week, yeah. about how you, when you're playing against a good opponent, you can assume that they know what you're going to do. So mm-hmm. you can try and take the second best move instead of the best move yeah. to try and catch them out. Mm-hmm. And I'd find that sometimes the second best move was just stupid and that they hadn't even worked out what I was going to do anyway. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was I was assuming something um, that my opponent was many levels above me just because we were in the cut. Yeah. And that was actually causing me to lose the game because I changed the way that I was flying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that was one thing. And I, I think secondly is uh, just myself getting um, nervous because of the fact that like it was suddenly knockouts, mm-hmm. um, and I was I was playing slightly differently or taking more risks than I normally would mm-hmm. um, because of the fact that I felt pressure to do well. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, this is interesting because this is not only down to you know this this poker element or or when we're talking about um, mind games or reading your opponent. This comes also down just to kind of basic sports psychology. Mm-hmm. Same thing that happens with teams in all sports when they get to higher levels, like um, knockouts at world championships, or yeah, or something right. like that. 
choking. And, absolutely. Yeah, and also also the same thing that makes um, can make teams that that uh, compete at lower levels on a, on a, on a daily basis uh, outperform sometimes teams that compete compete on higher levels, like in uh, like cup tournaments or, mm -hmm. or or these knockout tournaments. It's just a mindset that you approach the game with. Yep. Mm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And that's I think that's something I was really trying to work on this year is uh -huh. coming into the cut. Like not not the Swiss rounds, but just coming into the cut with a better mindset. Mm -hmm. And sort of believing that you could win and that it was just another game. So I've I've stopped uh doing any research. So you know if you're in a big tournament you, you can work out who you're going to play on the next day. Uh -huh. uh, because like first place, thirty second, or whatever like yeah. size of the cut is, yeah. um, I've deliberately stopped doing that in the last few tournaments and just turning up to an unknown opponent okay. on on the next day, and it seems to have been helping. So, yeah, yeah, uh, or else you start over over analyzing it in your mind, mm -hmm. what you should do and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I have the opposite problem actually. Um, that whenever I reach the cut, and obviously I don't have you know a nationals win in my past, so perhaps that's why. But whenever I reach the cut, I'm like, okay, I've done well. Anything from here is a bonus, <coughs> and that have simply taken away my edge. Mm. Mm. And then once I get a little, if if that edge is gone, then once I hit a little bit of adversity and perhaps go. To, get into a bad first engagement or whatever then I just mentally give up and then I'm out yeah, yeah. another interesting perspective on this as well is maybe to take two, two examples um, uh, so um, when, I, when, I, when I won my store championship in 20, 2016 mm -hmm. uh, I played Siki in the finals I hadn't played Siki before but mm -hmm. obviously he was Arguably the best player that we had here. Yeah. He had certainly won all of the tournaments really and, and been competing like abroad and everything. Mm -hmm. And he was, uh, so I, I saw him in the finals, uh, reached the finals, and I'm playing him. And the first thought I had was, oh shit, it's Siki. No. <laughs> I'm not going to beat this. Um, but then what I forgot was that I had actually practiced against his list in the, in the week, taken uh, two or three practice games with. With Andre, and we had worked out how to beat the list. Mm -hmm. And so when I just realized, okay, so I'm 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 not going to play Siki, I'm just going to play his list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then it became something you know that was approachable for me. And another thing that comes in mind when I'm talking about this and when we're talking discussing this is, Heastly, when you talked about uh, when you met with Ayik in the top was it four top eight? Yeah. Uh, in in Stockholm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Malmo. Uh, top eight. Malmo. When yeah. you said when you said okay, well so. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to change the game because it's eight. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to play the game that I would play. Yeah, it, it, it was a, how you. It was a deliberate thought on my hand. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm going to play my game. I I'm not playing against eight this time. I'm just exactly. <laughs> not eight. Even even though we had a super relaxed game and it was it was an awesome game to start start the day. Oh yeah, but but, but, but really really. Really tough game, but yeah. you know, because yeah. it was us, it was relaxed and good. Yeah. But but yeah, I decided to play just my game instead of trying to play his hat. And I didn't. No, <laughs> I was trying something new. Mm -hmm. This is interesting, though. I think these are different approaches to this. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I've I've definitely seen it before where especially once you have the reputation you go to the big tournaments, mm-hmm. you see someone's uh face when you turn up to the table and you go, Oh no, I have to play against XYZ. Yeah. And yeah. they've they've already lost the game before it started because they've yeah. assumed that they're going to lose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. So what was what was the counter on your part to uh to this? What did you do? Um so f- first of all was uh trying to <clears throat> treat it like I turned up to a new tournament. Um because if I was getting worried about playing differently in the cut, then I had to try and copy what I'd been doing in Swiss. Mm-hmm. So uh, my way of doing that was saying, right, so what's different in the cut? Well, what's different is I know who I'm going to play. Uh, I know what kind of list they have. Um, and I might be worried about who they are. So what if I just turn up on the next day, having had a good night's sleep, um, a good dinner, like eat eat breakfast as normal and then just turn up on the day mm-hmm. and turn up to the table and get my stuff out and go, oh, okay, so I'm playing this. Mm-hmm. And and then start thinking about it at the table instead of having all this time to overanalyze and probably take uh, too much thoughts and time over it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that really helped. The second thing is, um, as as uh, you guys were saying about um, sports psychology, yeah. Um, is trying to convince myself that yeah I was I was just going to win that game um, and having watched uh, a little bit of League of Legends uh, this year um, one of the teams that I follow is very much about the staying positive and just relaxed so I, I was just like no you know what I'm going to see if I can copy some of their uh, uh, some of their psychology and uh, yeah it seems to be working because mm-hmm. I've won three tournaments this season and I hadn't won one before for about two years nice that's... How long did it take you to ease into it? Uh, about a year, like give or take. Because I'd I, before this, I'd lost thirteen games in a row in my first game of the cut. So so it was it was a pretty big big stretch where I'd yeah. like and and I was thinking, well, there must be something here. Like this isn't just luck. Mm-hmm. There's there's something going on that means that I am messing up my first game. So. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. try and work out what this is, mm-hmm. and yeah, over the course of however many tournaments, it got better and better and better until, yeah, I managed to get rid of uh, more or less. Like I, I still get nervous on cut day, but yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's helps. Did you feel, did you feel as you were progressing through the cut at Worlds, did you did you feel this come up? Did did it did it rise this feeling at any point in time, or were you able to maintain the level of calmness throughout? Um, yeah, it's like every, every round. Um, so anyone that was there might have noticed I just disappeared after yeah, every game yeah. for about yeah. five minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just needed to calm myself down and go, right, this is like it's just another game. Let's mm-hmm. let's have some fun. Uh, and I, I feel like that came across a little bit on the uh, <clears throat> at the table, like just trying to just have fun, have a good time, and just treat it like it was a normal game. Um, yeah, it's it's something that I I had to work on at Worlds, but I I think I succeeded in uh, in calming myself down and telling myself that while it was an important game, it wasn't like it wasn't anything special. It's just okay. This is another tournament. I'm here. Let's just play my opponent like it's another game in Swiss. I mean that that's that's the same thing I did in Malmo. After each game, I I did the same thing. I I went to the toilet and just 
I I cleaned my hands with cold water, just yeah. just <laughs> just to calm myself down and just and just went outside, breathed a little bit of air, and came back inside. No, Oli, uh, when you lay it out like that, your story of of competing, it's quite impressive that yeah. you managed to analyze this in your game and and, and make the changes to to you know really succeed on the tournament scene it's uh, it's, it's taken it's taken a while i think it's it's something that i i wouldn't have noticed if i hadn't gone to so many tournaments um and because i was i was consistently getting to the cut it, you notice a, a pattern so yeah i finally uh, worked out <laughs> what the problem was if you like <laughs> and yeah. uh and yeah tried to do something about it excellent so yeah so yeah, you, it's. I'm trying to figure out how to word this question. Uh, it's. Um, I need to think about it a little bit. Let's <laughs> talk about something else. <laughs> okay, I I think in 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 general, I mean, I think we can all agree that the, the sort of the psychology and your mindset when you play is extremely important, uh, especially in these games where there's a lot of stake and they also tend to be harder opponents. Um, but I do think it is it is probably very individual whether you need to you know rile yourself up or calm yourself down mm -hmm. yeah right but but you mm -hmm. need to be in balance mm -hmm. uh, to a certain extent mm -hmm. but I was interested in, in hearing you guys take on this do you have any sort of specific people that you played and it can be some, somebody you played rather sort of frequently or, or less, but where you just can't seem to beat them, even you know, <laughs> yeah. despite it, you're flying other lists and they're flying different lists, and you might even have a good matchup, but it's just this person can just either you know read you like an open book, or you cannot at all read them. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I I have a person like that. Well, I've only play, I've only played against him twice. <laughs> But I, I, I have the feeling, and his name is Nicholas Nilsson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just he, he outplays me in on every level, somehow. So uh, for me, it's um, Janis Avison, um, who has been playing around London for a long time, mm -hmm. and it's because I, th I think the best way I can put it is he never does the sensible move. Because he knows I'm expecting it. And to, oh, get, nice. to give you an example, he um, he once placed uh, his IG like right on the center of an asteroid uh, because he knew it would block my A wing. Because the only place that I would go is the place where he would never put his ship. So the place that he would never put his ship was right on the rock. So he just decided to do it, and he blocked <laughs> me and won the game. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I mean, that, I, uh, okay. that, I'm glad I, it's I, not I almost, only me then. No, that's, I, I, I almost, mean, I almost that, never win, Andre. Uh, I, I can't recall when I beat him the last time in a proper game. Um, yeah. So I, I, I can't, I can't beat him. But there's another player here in Iceland who I sometimes beat and who sometimes beats me. But the games are always extremely tense, and I think. At least when I speak for myself, I always have a, a like a, a really really <laughs> big pit in my stomach when I'm facing him. 
I think I think <laughs> the same thing happens on his end. In the games, they, oh, yeah. they usually are super tense. They always go to like the very last shot or almost. Mm -hmm. it's, it's sort of, and uh, it's it's been that way. Well, not since the first game because in the first game he trashed me, but it's been that way for 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 some time. Kiske, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. completely true. I mean, yeah. Just I, I it, it, like our last tournament game in hyperspace trials last time. Mm. I mean that that mm. that was the essence of how our games first, are. The first one was as well. It just got, got settled a little bit sooner. Yeah, it got it settled a little bit sooner. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, just to tell you how that went, how that game went, Oli and Jan. Uh, I I was flying. Trip Aces. He was flying Han, Han, Han Jake, Jake, and 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 the Ewing. And, <laughs> yeah. and we danced around for fifty-five minutes without rolling a single die, just for positioning. And I managed to half point Jake. How was the game? And won the game. Like oh, that. that's that's the best game. I really <laughs> like those games. Yeah, I know. I, I was actually thinking you would you would like that game. I mean, <laughs> ni neither of us were slow playing at any no, point, no. or we we played probably pretty quickly as well. Yeah. I mean, rounds went on and on and on. I mean, just it was it was so tense. <laughs> but that is actually a really, really good example of what you're talking about, Ali, and what this this uh, this type of, of mindset is because mm -hmm. we had met previously in the in the tournament. Mm -hmm. uh, I had come out on top in that game, but mm -hmm. this game played out completely differently. Yep. And we both realized this is in the this is in the top four, and we both realized mistakes in this game, and we both played it completely differently. Mm -hmm. And probably if we had played our own games it would have gone in, in a different way I don't know but or possibly I don't know yeah yeah I mean oh yeah uh, so um, hey, Edlin, yeah, and how about you guys who's your who are your kryptonites it used to be Siki <laughs> yeah Siki doesn't play anymore yeah, yeah. at least until as, as I think I think it's last tournament that I won him at Final ta table or something, mm. but and then I like that was breakthrough through for me. <laughs> but there is a Bjarki. I always he he he's in my head. I think he's kind of I can never you know with confidence just beat him flat out. It's always if I win, it's just by like uh, yeah. I got that dice roll that I needed, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, Bjarke is a super good player as well. Oh, for sure. He's one of the tough nuts to crack, but, yeah. you know, I think it's Bjarke, for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for yeah. me, it's absolutely certainly uh, Buke from, uh, from Copenhagen. I mean, I've played him so many times. I've never won once. Not in practice, not in tournaments. Um, and he's he's very good, as in, nothing on that. I mean, he's also a very skilled list builder. He all frequently plays things that sort of seems off meta. Every now and then, they sort of turn into meta. He was very early with the whole TA one seventy five CS swarm, mm -hmm. uh, back when people thought it was just a, a matter of clock and energy shells, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, but he kicked me out of multiple tournaments, small and large. Um, maybe remember in Malmö for the hyperspace qualifier, um, I won my first game. He lost his first game. I filled out the matchup slip wrong. No. Removing them, and even though I managed to get it corrected before the uh, uh, before the game started, they wouldn't repair uh, <laughs> because Vince was very <laughs> sort of specific in telling me who made that fuck up. Um, so <laughs> you did, as as only dear Vince can do. Um, so we play, and he knocks me out. I mean, at this point, I, I was still sort of in the runnings and undefeated and on the path, and I was really feeling my fangs that day. Oh. But nope, I was just kicked out, and I knew it the moment I sat across from him. And I think it's gotten to a point now where it's almost self-fulfilling, um, because, you know, I get this. I mean, it's Buka, and I know him, but mm -hmm. I still sit down and think, oh no, I'll <laughs> never win this game. No. And yeah. I do that every time, right? And, and at that point, you'll start doing stupid moves because you think, well, if he's in my head all the time, I've mm -hmm. got to try and do weird stuff, and yeah. then you'll mm -hmm. lose even, even more. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and, and coming back to what we talked about when we talked about mind games, uh, I talked a lot about this sort of at being mentally ahead, mm -hmm. which you can be even if you're sort of point-wise behind. Um, and stuff like that, like, Buka always starts the game mentally ahead on me, mm -hmm. because I put that on me. I mm -hmm. put that on myself, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think it is, it is so important. I mean, there is even, even there's the psychology about reading people, but there's just also just you know, confidence and feeling you can do this and so on. Because if you are, if your confidence is at the wrong level, either you know you're overconfident or you are less confident than you actually ought to be. I don't think you assess uh, risk correctly, no. and I think that's probably the core of the issue, right? Mm. That if you think you're up against a superior player, then you may become very risk averse, mm. or alternatively feel that you're already behind, so therefore you should be <clears> taking <throat> risk. Mm -hmm. um, and you just don't you don't make good decisions if you're not in balance. No, no, I I, I agree with that completely. You have to be in balance. For sure. So. But that doesn't apply only to the game. That's just life in general, right? Yeah. Did Did Jan drop out or? No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. No, he just stopped talking. Stop talking. I <laughs> <laughs> finished. Okay. you have to be in balance. I mean, this is yeah, where yeah. you fade to black, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And then, then, then the alternative ego starts talking, and we just need to be careful, Jan, that we never speak at the same time. And then it's we, we we're not cracking that uh, that rumor that we're actually the same person. <laughs> oh, true, true. There is such a thing as editing, so you know the illusions out there. Yeah, it's fine. Ed, oh God, don't you, feed the trolls. Ed, ed, editing, <laughs> editing, editing. You mean yeah, those fifteen yeah. minutes? I just put in editing and 
releasing the episode. But I, I want to continue with what Jan was saying. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're still talking a little bit about the mind games. And we, we got a little bit of criticism for our last episode. Because I actually heard that there were people, they told me, told me about it, that thought we were maybe crossing a little line in the game. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you sense that the person in front of you is maybe a little stressed out or something, because he, he, he has basically lost in his mind, you can sense it. Is it okay to, I wouldn't say push buttons to try to emphasize it, but you get what I'm saying. Is it okay to capitalize on it? Yeah. I I think the problem that you have is that that's an opinion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And because it's an opinion, it's something that everyone is going to have a different answer to. Yeah. That. You're never gonna, you're never gonna be able to take a <laughs> rational discussion on this. So there are so many things that play into it. For the mm-hmm. first thing, you can never, you can never gauge that a person might be nervous because it's you they're playing, or maybe it's the list that they're playing, or mm-hmm. maybe they're having a bad day. Or, no, no, yeah. You know, you can never go into that, and it's just, it doesn't make any sense to do that, really. Mm, no. Because ultimately, that's going to take focus from you, and 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 from you, you know, from from you focusing on what you're doing. And trying to and moving that to your opponent, I, mm-hmm. I think probably that's going to benefit your opponent more than it's going to benefit you ultimately. But mm-hmm. what what I'm talking about basically is this you know active manipulation, which is really outside of the game mechanics itself. It's basically you know you are manipulating your opponent in a way, even though you're not doing something specific. Just like you're, you're, you're being yourself. Like, I mean, some people find it nervy. They they become nervous if the the person in front of them is talking or something like that. And that's what you do. Yeah, I I think I mean, if you sense that your your opponent is playing a bit scared, and yeah. I don't mean like they that they are scared of you, no, but no. they're just you know nervous and perhaps overly defensive or mm-hmm. very cautious and so on. Then, I mean, acting on that, I think that's fine. Mm-hmm. Being the one that scares them actively, <laughs> and again, we can still talk just scared in the game, right? Yeah, yeah. That, then you begin to approach, right? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, then, I mean, it's a perfectly viable tactic to... Uh, just start moving fast and with confidence forward up and mm-hmm. capture the board in order to make them think that you're going to fly aggressively. I mean, that's just bluffing. Yeah. Uh, exactly. But there is probably a line somewhere, and when I say it like that, it sounds like I don't know where it is, and hence I cross it all the time. But I think we probably know where, where it is if you're a good person. But, yeah. Um, uh, now, this, this is, that's a problem. That's that right there. No, no, no. Where? What is your definition of a good person? Where does yeah. that line lie yeah. to you? Because exactly. every single person that plays the game That's will a have a very. Maybe most people will have the line at about the same point, mm-hmm. but every single person will have that line at a slightly different level, mm-hmm. and therefore yeah. you you cannot rely 
on saying, oh, well, someone will know what it is to be a good person, so they won't step over that line because they yeah. will have it? different metrics. Yeah, they they will have different yeah, yeah. measures. Uh, okay, but but it sort of comes down to don't be a dick, right? Yeah, but uh, again, but how, even even how that do you, is how do you define yeah. But like being being close to being a dick, or I don't think I'm quite being a dick, so I'm going to do this. Uh, it's mm -hmm. like um, so I I was reading this on um, on the response to your post because uh, Thula posted on Reddit asking about opinions for this. Um, and one of the guys I talked to on on uh, Slack quite a lot, uh, Green, Dra Green Dragoon, mm -hmm. uh, was saying that he doesn't think it's acceptable to try and feed his opponent false information or like try and trick him into doing something. Because many times when I'm playing, mm -hmm. I will deliberately look and make it very obvious that I'm looking at a, a straight move or a K-turn past an asteroid. Um, I will do that deliberately because I'm turning. Yeah, exactly. And I will I will want to make it look like I'm going straight um, right now maybe I'm going to just give my opponent the idea that I am turning because he thinks well he wouldn't be that obvious if he was going straight mm -hmm. but yeah like is is that being a dick maybe no. some oh, to, right. well to, to some people it is uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it says yeah. on the internet that green to green thinks that that is over over the line yeah, yeah. And, right. so, this is, I, I agree and that's fine you. I think there's a there's a there's a really there's a really curvy line it's it's not it's not straight by any means. No. Uh, mm. With 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 regard to others' opinions, but I think I, I in, a, in this regard, what I would want to weigh into this is that there there are two aspects to it. So it, it is the ambience of the game, mm -hmm. and then it is the game itself. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, I, I think to the degree of you know what is what defines here is you know uh, creating a comfortable environment for the players. You know to interact throughout mm -hmm. the game mm -hmm. and then there is the actual playing of the game and th those are two very different things in my mind yeah so you know be going on and, and trying to give the other player a, an idea of, of what you might want him to think or just is it is it more of just not wanting to be too transparent in, in what you might do with you yeah. know if, if a turn is the obvious maneuver then you might want to uh, impose the thought that you would be considering to do something else I think that's that's just that's just the yeah. game. And, yeah. And does does it but, matter how you do it? I mean, you could do it by looking. I mean, that is uh, probably a well used uh, and probably also a very effective tactic. Mm -hmm. But what if I accidentally said something? Like we had an example, I think, last time where uh, you could be like, "Oh no, you can shoot at this ship." I thought I would get out of arc. Yeah, yeah. With well, that actually being the ship I wanted him to shoot at. Which, but now like I'm to... starting to talk. Is that does that make it worse? So let me right. let me give you an example of something that I've I've done in a game mm -hmm. uh, that allowed me to win the game. Yeah. Um, proximity mines. Uh, they are now dropped in the system phase, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I knew that I could not get away uh, with any of my maneuvers from this proximity mine. Um, my ship was going straight over it, and if I rolled badly, I could definitely lose the game, and I would need to roll no hits at all to at least have a chance of winning. Mm -hmm. um, so as soon as the system phase came around, uh, before my opponent could get to it, I said immediately, are you dropping a proximity mine? Uh, making it clear to my opponent that I knew what was coming, mm -hmm. and he then second-guessed himself. He thought, well, if, if he's so ready for the proximity mine coming... <laughs> yeah. Does mm -hmm. that mean that he's planned a move to get out of it? I can't risk wasting my last proximity mine 
when he's just going to escape. Yeah. And he decided right. to not drop the mine. Okay. Yeah. So that, <laughs> win. But but that's the thing. So that's that's something that I did deliberately because yeah. it was my only chance of getting around getting a proximity mine dropped on my face. <laughs> but again, that might be over the line for a lot of people. It might be. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's definitely and, over the line for some people. I, I wouldn't consider it over the line. I mean, you're not trying <laughs> no, to skip I'm... the skip the the <laughs> system space. You're not trying to do that. You're actually no. emphasizing on the systems phase, and, but, and, and but, to be honest, but you're doing it in a, in a certain way yeah, to quest, but, make your opponent question himself. But, and this is yeah. not even, I mean, this is, this is okay, so this is uh, an interesting one here, mm -hmm. uh, because take, take uh, a, a, a well-known, a well-documented quote from many, many players. Uh, the most recently I heard it was when Paul Heaver was on the, the, uh, the Flight Better podcast and he was talking about his list mm. uh, that he flew whether he won uh, whatever he won with the last time he won something mm -hmm. just like a few weeks ago yeah. it was a big sure thing was, it, was, it, was mm -hmm. it PAX yeah he it won. was PAX wasn't yeah. it yeah he won PAX yeah chair and Chair yeah, yeah. And, and so basically what he's saying is the way that he builds his list the way that he flies his list is that he's forcing his opponent to make choices that are bad mm -hmm. right so how is this any different it isn't it's not Right. No, I, th I think I think for some people, and you know, I'm not saying I'm one of them, but I think for some people, the difference comes the minute you move it out of sort of just doing the game. Yeah. When you mm -hmm. do something superfluous to the game, in order to do whatever it might be, the, the yelling yeah. out, "Oh no, I ended up in your arc," and the whole acting, because I mean that can be considered lying. But on the other hand, it's not really technically that different from lying about where trying to look like you're doing a turn, right? Mm -hmm. um, or I mean, this, any other kind, right? But this, this game I think is the about lying. you remove it from the game, then I think you sort of move towards the line. And for some people, you might cross it. For some people, uh, I mean, I've, you, you will find people that will say that you're already doing it wrong the minute you don't all the time uh, have a win condition that is the complete destruction of your enemy. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, just winning on points, that's sort of more wrong to some people. Mm -hmm. um, flying anything with region is more wrong to others. Yeah, but th that doesn't fight it, fit, fit into, you know, this, this whole mind game or this, this poker aspect. And, Mm. And, and it's difficult. I don't know if we're ever going to be able to reach the definition of where the lines are. No, uh, because the the lines. No, are I, don't, I don't think we can. I think I think I think I think only coined it because. Yeah, yeah, but I think only coined it because every person is different, and the line moves from person to person. You know. Mm. Right, but still, and, it actu doesn't and actually, just interacting with others and talking about it, your line might move as well, to a mm. different. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely, but I think I still maintain uh, my opinion on that. These are two different aspects. So one is the game itself, the playing yeah. of the game, yeah. and what happens within the aspects of the game. Be it that you're playing in a specific way, be it aggressive or passive, or you know, uh, however you you're yeah. taking space on the table to be able to control what you're doing. Basically, uh, within the then, mechanics of the game. Exactly, and yeah. you know what all ex all these examples. I think you know, okay, arguably maybe. But fits within that because it basically comes down to a game mechanic that is being 
mm-hmm. and is being uh, broached there. Executed. But then, then, you, then you have then you have the other 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 part of it, which means uh, reading your opponent or actually trying to maintain if there are weak spots within your opponent that mm-hmm. you can somehow manipulate to your benefit. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a complete different thing because that's when you start uh, that's when you start uh, getting into the territory of. Mm-hmm. Of the ambience around the game at the table, where you provide, when you're actually providing or or uh, building up to a, a an environment that is somehow uncomfortable for your opponent. That's my line. Yeah. So here's here's mm. an interesting point, and this is based entirely on poker now, mm-hmm. um, right. Because in poker there are there are two ways to play the game. You play entirely statistically, ignoring the what other people do, mm-hmm. but paying attention to their trends in their cards. Mm-hmm. So that's okay because that's not what they're saying or what they're acting like or what they're doing. Uh, but all you're doing is you're playing your cards statistically, and then if you notice a trend in what your opponent is doing every time, then maybe you can follow that trend, and mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that is how I play X Wing in that I try and ignore completely what my opponent is saying or doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I all only base it on what moves they are making and the positions of the ships. And if my opponent is saying something to me like, oh, are you going to drop a proximity mine? I try and not let what he said take mm-hmm. away from my decision yep. because mm-hmm. I'd already decided to do that, so I think I should do it. That's the right decision. Yeah. Um, right. Whereas if my I realize my opponent has done the same style of move for three turns in a row, then it's likely he'll continue that. So that's okay. I can use that as information, mm-hmm. but I shouldn't base anything he says because he could be lying to me. Yeah, Whereas... Right. Another X-Wing player might say, well, if I can talk to my opponent and maybe I can get an idea of about what kind of a person he is, then maybe that can give me some information about how he might fly. Mm-hmm. So I know that there are some players that will play on that side of things. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of the other way of playing poker. Mm-hmm. But those are still, both those willies. Uh, so, but there's, there is also the third style, uh, arguably, around poker is, is where you get into the, the type of player that that takes up, um, that sort of gains advantage in the game by um, by means of negativity in the environment, mm-hmm. loud mouthing, uh, you know, those sorts of things, um, which is not just banter or arguably you don't, you don't see that often, but that those types of players do exist, uh, and you see those within a lot of a lot of games as well. I mean, these are the the players that will constantly be. Uh, you know, jinxing your dice or, or or whatever. I don't know, but you know, sort of in that aggravating, aggressive style yeah. of communication throughout the table that, that doesn't actually have anything to do with what's happening on the table. If yeah, you, know you don't I, you don't see them often, but they do exist. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. completely different. I th- I feel right. But that is that is in itself a, a, a style of advantage gaining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say if you did that on purpose, if you do like, say you were really a nice guy, but yeah. you acted that way, in order to gain an advantage, in order to mm-hmm. you know, make your opponent feel that oh god, this is just not a fun game and it will be even less fun if I have to call a judge over, so right. I'll just let him have his way, or or whatever, whenever uh, disagreement ensues, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I played against those, those kinds yeah. as well, and rarely, luckily, but I mean, if you act like people, that yeah. in order to gain the advantage, I think you're over the line. I absolutely do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, well, that, that's an, an extreme sample. Yeah, but I mean, here's, that, an, that here's is... an interesting thing, though, going back to this, is that um, 
I always remember, and I, I really laughed out loud when I heard this, is uh, when, again, going back to Fly Better, when D. Jung was ta talking about his experiences in Europe, he said uh, something that struck me, and, and I thought it was funny, but it, it when I reflected upon it, it actually, it might be, uh, there might be a lot of truth to it. He said that the, the players who are um, assholes, when you're playing them in Europe, are generally nice people when they're not playing. Mm. But the people in the, in the U.S. who are assholes when you're playing them are also assholes when you're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so, so let's take that into perspective a little bit. So, you know, just basing on what you just said, is that when when you, okay, so there's there's the aspect of you know you just you, you may be just a person who's not fun to interact or play with, right? You know, mm -hmm. in, in any aspect, and then you're not fun to interact with outside of the game either. Mm -hmm. But but then you might also be somebody who is really, really, really difficult on the table or, mm -hmm. you know, around the table, but outside of it. And that's kind of what you're describing there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can think of at least five players in Europe that I wouldn't want to play against, but I would very much enjoy going for a drink with after the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I can think of you. But, I mean, um, oh, I had a question there somewhere. <laughs> I, I totally move. forgot. Oh, wait. Okay, uh, actually, uh, it crept up on me uh, when you were actually talking about how you changed your behavior, Oli, uh, around uh, trying to get yourself more relaxed uh, at the, uh, when you get into the cut. And when you come to the table and you like, oh, and, uh, and you have no idea who you're playing, and just uh, like like you're totally, you know, like you're the man and you didn't have to think about it, you'll just show up and win. That can be the impression that the guy uh, across from you can get. So yeah. mm -hmm. when you're actually just, you know, getting yourself in the mood and, and mm -hmm. making yourself in a such, such a way, it also affects your opponent, opponent and how he perceives you and himself as well because if you come around and uh, and the guy at the table uh, that you project that you haven't really thought about your opponent mm -hmm. might upset your opponent because oh yes no idea who I am, and he didn't even check to see who he was playing. And I, I, I you know, used the whole uh, evening yesterday to, you know, prepare for this, and he had, didn't have a clue. Uh, you <laughs> yeah, know, that's a good point. Yeah, uh, it depends on perspective and uh, and uh, yeah. intent, but you can't really gauge intent from uh, from just meeting people because. No. Some things are just but, uh, unintentional. Some are. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, but I, I think the net, of, the net effect, anyway, is that if it means that you turn up and have an attitude that is, I'm not just going to lie down and lose, mm -hmm. then you're probably better off in the psychological game, mm -hmm. whatever that might be. Right? You mm -hmm. don't. You're not sort of mentally down before you start. Mm -hmm. But I, I, I mean, uh, like for me, I mean, I, I'm very talkative and uh, kind of loud when I, when I play, but that's, that's 
that's how I am when I play, when I'm just relaxed. I crack jokes and do all um, bad jokes. But, but, but it's know, also but that, what but you that, are when you're not playing. I mean. Yeah, I mean, but if that makes the other person uncomfortable, am I doing something wrong? No, 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 no because you're no, not no. doing it intentionally in order to do that. That's, that's a very different yeah. thing. Yeah. But, but but give me one second. Hold on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking up here. <laughs> ah, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I heard that. <laughs> no, but I think that, that those are two different things because on the on the other side, I mean, an opponent has no claim to you changing who you are for the purpose of the game. No, Sorry. but but uh, when I do this, I'm trying to make my opponent come to my level as well yeah. to be it, active it, it, crack jokes because that's how I feel comfortable I, I feel more comfortable playing the game when my opponent is the same as me uh, except I mean so, some people are just sitting down very strict don't talk that makes me uncomfortable that's why I try to make my opponents come to me basically but is that wrong to do that so basically, you're trying to make your opponents uncomfortable to make yourself comfortable. No, 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 not not uncomfortable. I'm just no? trying to make myself more comfortable no, within the game. No. Okay. <laughs> Would that cross the line for you? I mean, not my line. No, I'm that, that's what I think. I mean, I mean, the, the person always has like the option just to say shut up. I mean. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, but I probably wouldn't. <laughs> uh, I might call a judge and just start talking talking to him instead. No, cracking bad jokes at him or something. I don't know, but, but I'm, I I don't know. I, I, that's that's just how I I play. I mean. Actually, that's probably what you would do, but um, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably something like that. Okay, I have to bring this up because it was in the Reddit thread uh, from mm -hmm. Green, Green, Green Dragoon. He says here, it's over the line for him to bring brand new cardboard templates to fool the opponent. <laughs> If you have one no, an ac ac acrylic, if you have one acrylic templates, is it wrong to bring a paper one? Oh, I'm sure that was a joke. I don't know. I can no. kind of see. I can kind of, I think he he dislikes the idea of intentionally trying to fool your. If if you would normally be playing with your nice acrylic templates, bringing cardboard ones to a single tournament to try and trick an opponent. He dislikes the idea of and the concept of. I can yeah. see why he would dislike it, but so sure. but that's when that's where then we're we're starting to acknowledge the fact that we are measuring players by the uh, amount of acrylic that they bring to the table. Yeah. Oh, that's that is yeah. literally the reason why I mix my acrylic so I can show off as much as possible. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> <Yes>. I <mix. laughs> but it's it's like apart from the apart from the fact that it's it's a show off move. It's also something that when I put all of it down on the table and my opponent asks, oh, where do you get that from? I can say, oh, I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. Yeah. And you can see them get nervous. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're capitalizing on that. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's outside side of the game. That I, I do this as well. Hey, are you breathing again? 
I think outside in the wind. Yeah, I oh. think this is what is actually happening. I think he's just going out for a smoke, and that's when this happens. <laughs> okay. Might be, might be. Yeah. But yeah, okay. you're, you you capitalized on that. I mean, I do mm. that as well. I, I mean, I mix all my dice. I have one set of each uh, regionals or hyperspace dice I have. I mean, I have all of them. Uh, I use... I mean, I mix my templates as well now <laughs> until I can manage to etch in my into my 2015 regional ones, black ones. Because oh, those, those are, are nice. Those are my favorites. Yeah, they're the best ones. Yeah. But yeah, uh, but not I, going I, too much into uh, who has what swag. Uh, yeah. The perspective of uh, Green Dragoon might mm -hmm. be that if he sees a new player, he mm -hmm. might be inclined to give him chances or yeah. play in a different way, not you know uh, mm -hmm. trying to give the new player uh, 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 what do you call it a nice experience, mm -hmm. a good game. And I don't see. I don't see this well, as any different than than showing off the acrylic or showing up with uh, the old uh, tokens for shields or, or like the battle mm, coins for, for no, shields. No, but it, it's probably also less effective. I mean, yeah. um, isn't I, I think over overestimating your opponent is probably more detrimental to your game than mm -hmm. than. Uh, and that's sort of and that's the thing. I, I think it's. It, it's the taking the advantage of someone who, yeah, it's trying to take advantage of someone being nice, and I think that's why it rubs people up the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, maybe it's if someone is willing to give you an opportunity to do this, and this is why. So, I I think you can still be nice to someone while playing entirely in the rules of the game, mm -hmm, sure. and I tend to get as frustrated at people for letting people off mm -hmm. as I do for. Um, them uh, calling someone out on like a mistake and being mean about that because if if you're letting someone off for a mistake, then you're implying to them that oh it's okay you can just you can just play wrong and that's fine. Yeah. When you need to be able to play within the rules if you're going to come to a tournament and yeah. you can give someone who's new the idea that oh there's loads of players that will do that but in reality there's not like there's only a, a few players that will be nice enough to let you off with a mistake. Um, and then they in might tournaments. get. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 exactly, it, exactly. It happens. It, it happens in the salt mines, basically. Yeah, ex exactly. And then if they come up against another player who doesn't let them go that mistake, then they might get angry at that player for playing normally. Um, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I actually I, like I, the one ruling about. Uh, there was one tournament where somebody made a mistake, and he like, I think he asked, uh, you know. Can I change it? And the the judge came just because oh. he was watching the game. No, don't put that on him. No, 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 no. That was that yeah, was that was Toronto. That was Toronto system of when Kaling won. Uh, yeah. His opponent dialed in two turn to the wrong direction out of the table, and yeah. uh, and the judge he immediately stepped oh, into yeah. the before game he and, uh, be, before he asked. Just mm -hmm. you can't change it. Just, it's it's. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, just to not put the onus on this uh, yeah, player. player. Just, on the player yeah. I think that was an excellent move on the judge's part. Oh, definitely. I, I, think, so. I think so. I, I mean, <laughs> this happened to me at Worlds. I, I forgot, uh, I, I, not a trigger, but I, I missed a, an opportunity to, uh, to attack. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I realized it, I, I didn't agree with my, with my uh, counterplayer as to whether it was a, 
something that we should have both been monitoring. And I called over a judge and we went over it. And, and it, it turned out that it was just lost on my part. But actually, what players should do, what I did, was it just made me more meticulous in my game. Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, it wakes you up or it should wake you up. Yeah. But, but uh, no, I, I definitely don't think. Uh, I think these still all fit within, for the most part, just things that are within the game. But I, I, I actually think it's quite funny, uh, this this whole token and template thing, because mm -hmm. I don't actually measure out players based on what they bring to the table, uh, you know, no, until I they usually, start playing the game. I usually don't notice. <laughs> no, <laughs> I never do. Are you usually, you know, I never, I never, I never compliment, I, I don't think I've ever complimented anybody on, on on templates, sometimes on, on unusual tokens that I haven't seen before, but, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but never on anything like that. But yeah. apparently, I mean, this is, if this is a thing, then it's worth noting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tend to also mostly notice players by by name, but that's probably because I look so much at, uh, at List Fortress uh, as I do. Yeah, same here, same here. I, I that, it, that the name will pop, you know, and say, oh, yep. okay, are we, uh, should we move on? We're we're quite far in. Yeah, I think so. I've, I've yeah. just one one note on the templates is that something you can yeah. gain in terms of the mind games, mm -hmm. uh, something you can gain from looking at the templates is what your opponent views as the most important templates to them. Yeah. So yeah, if they're recent hyperspace templates, that implies they're probably the only set of templates that they've won. Mm -hmm. Whereas if someone is still using their old templates from uh, back in 2015, they might not be a good player. They might just been playing for a long time, but it mm -hmm. really increases the chances of them being a good player. Yeah. So yeah, something you can uh, you can get it on. Anyway, sorry, mm, carry on. Yeah, yeah no, no, it's very interesting. I think it's. Mm -hmm. I think this oh, this a good goes point. quite well into the conversation as to you know trying to measure out your opponent <laughs> beforehand, of course. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I I think we're good with this topic, for now. I mean, we we, we could talk talk for hours. I think about this, yeah. because it oh, yeah. I I think it's a really interesting topic. To talk about and and we're probably going to revisit it at some it, point. It's also just so inconclusive that that's what makes it a fantastic thing to debate. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, but but we're not. Yeah, I I I think for me the line is something you have to set for yourself, and if you can look yourself in the mirror. Mm -hmm. uh, and the judge disqualifying you, then you're probably good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Ed, you have a new topic we were going to do, maybe one for each episode. Ah, yeah. Right. I, I, I think it's uh, a, sec a segment. Uh, a segment. A segment. Yeah. Yeah, it's so basically. We were thinking about. Yeah, it's it's Ayat's idea. It's his idea yeah. actually. He had an idea. He wrote, he wrote. He wrote something. <laughs> Let the man speak. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, no. no oh, it's okay. okay. So, so the uh, idea was to one of us to do a segment on something we like about X-wing or a certain list or a certain something in the game and just. Emphasize that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I'll go first. <clears throat> and it's a bit of a read, so bear with me. Thing I like about X Wing at the moment. 
segment. I am actually flying Oliver Pocknell's world's list at the moment. And as a rebel player at heart, I am used to flying low initiative, clever synergy lists that rely on pointing in the right direction in planning phase. If you mess it up, then you are not shooting this round. This here is a new experience for me after playing the game for over four years. Is that right? Four, uh, five? Uh, no, it's five years. Five years then? Okay. Yeah. It sounds pretty basic, flying high in basis, but it's a transition for someone that rarely does. Playing uh, initiative six and fives and having the luxury of double modifiers with Vader and Whisper, the passive sensors is phenomenal on Vader and Whisper, giving the chance to reposition on Vader uh, after the fact and giving Whisper the option to lock after Vader has his shot. It is such a subtle advantage in target priority, but it really makes the list. Mm -hmm. The Inquisitor, who is always front and center, he does a tightrope, baiting the opponents into bad shots on a hyper-defensive evade and force loaded. Always wary of not overcommitting, not getting himself into trouble. And Vader is lurking outside of range three ready to pounce on whoever pops his head up around the Inquisitor. And meanwhile, Whisper is uh, speeding up the flank and ready to turn in the, to the fray, tentatively flanking the enemy, trying always to keep the option open for an ex escape plan, for she is the delicate sledgehammer you want to wield at the end stage of the game. Waiter, however, takes his target lock and ponders the options for barrel for a better precision. The Dark Lord lets loose the attack, double modifiers, double modifying his shot, and ties his three to four die shot up in a package with at least one crit on top, as a ribbon wrapped around a going away present. The Inquisitor, although there to protect the main pieces, he can also lay in some damage. If the situation calls for it, if the follow-up shot on that target or another target to be softened up for Whisper's attack. She is lurking and ready to put a crit of her own into the target. Inky shield or token stripping works as an invitation for Whisper to cripple some poor hapless pilot. It's such a good series of events that if you get the arcs on your pieces right, it's just a devastating things, does devastating things to the opponent's lists. Coupled with Vader's high initiative, being able to first strike most of the time the round after the initial engagement, as a finishing touch on the first strike, leverages you an advantage for the rest of the game in which you want to be dancing around with Whisper as the centerpiece of evading and dishing out the Imperial Wrath on the enemy forces. And that concludes my little segment. Reading. Your little reading. That was fantastic! Yeah, it was like poetry. It was. <laughs> Ollie, it wasn't supposed to be. It just ended up like that. <laughs> that's that's really cool. Like, because it's, 
I, I agree with all of that. Uh, it's really, really fun to see someone put it into words, like what you do when you're using the list. That's that's really cool. You weren't supposed to be on the show <laughs> when I wrote that. Oh, there we go. But, but, but it's fine. It's fine. That was awesome. Yeah, I mean, what do you like? I mean, you, you obviously like this list, and you're, you're not used to flying aces. But oh, yeah. You're very well used to fly against it. Oh, yeah. Them. yeah. Uh, does that help you at all? For sure. I mean, I've been flying, flying against phantoms forever and ever <laughs> and ever on end against Gisli. And, uh, you know, uh, Ace, Ace Meta has been kind of prominent here in Iceland for a long time, yeah. even though it's yeah. diverse. So uh, I know what all the pieces do, of course. And, uh, mm -hmm. And and it's kind of nice being on this end of the <laughs> of the table for once and having the options after you know making the decisions after everybody else has moved and I, I I'm, I've got the taste for it now. <laughs> Do you think you're going to go back? Oh yeah, sure. Rebels <laughs> come. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, I will. <laughs> but this uh, is a nice change. I've I've been really enjoying flying the Rebel Scum, although it's <laughs> it's definitely not a standard sort of Rebel list, if you like. But it's it's good mm -hmm. fun. What are you? What are you? What are you flying? Uh, exactly, moment, I was about to ask. It's uh, <laughs> it's basically the uh, proton torpedo delivery system. Um, ah, oh. right, you told us. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you you have Wedge um, and Jake is the main pairing. So Wedge has a proton torpedo and Jake has um, his ability focus. to give Wedge a focus. <laughs> uh, so they go around together and scare the crap out of any opposing ship that is uh, four health or less. Um, or just really anything on the opponent's list that doesn't want to take a personal torpedo, which is pretty much everything. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have it backed up by Arvel because he's cheap and uh, can block things, and then Braylon because Braylon just is really good at uh, pumping out reliable dice. And I think uh, I took it to a tournament at the weekend, um, and I played a few really good games. There was one that I, I messed up after the first engagement, but in... 50% of my games, uh, I took off um, an opponent's ship before anything shot. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's brutal. It's pretty good. Do you have I any, think, I think any munitions really on Jake? Uh, nope, no munitions on Jake. Uh, they all have mm -hmm. crack shot, um, but that's that's all they need, really. So uh, Wedge has the proton torpedo, Arvel has intimidation. Um, yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, so that happens. Uh, seven, seven B Jedi might be looking at rolling zero dice. Yep. If <laughs> if you get the block, then uh, well, I I killed a T seventy in two two shots because I blocked it with Arvel for zero agility. <laughs> yeah, but but uh, when I've played against Arvel and I've seen games against Arvel, I I feel like her his ability doesn't trigger all that often. Nope. But it probably makes your opponent fly differently. Instead, I th I think that's the case. I think I yeah. maybe one in one in ten games uh, do I actually get a block off with Arvel, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I'm fairly sure in most of my games it's scaring my opponent into allowing me to engage at the correct range with Wedge. Yeah. 
Oh, for sure. I've, I've played Arvel a lot. Not as, not as much as Jake, though. But in most of my games with Arvel, I've gotten frustrated because uh, it, he goes off so seldomly. But when you think about it, it's probably giving you a lot more advantage than you think. It's just think it's it's same, he's same. a controlling piece, really. I mean, yeah. You have yeah. to look at it, it that way. He, yeah. He's like half Topner. And Oikon. You played him a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and Oikon, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's the same effect as with Oikun. I mean, you just don't yeah. want to be in the areas where you can bump you. So, mm-hmm. so if you know that you play it, that your opponent is not going to be there, then you just mm-hmm. need to play around that. Yeah. 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 I'm, I, I, for one, I have been liking this, uh, this uh, non-competitive season after Worlds, really. <laughs> Flying whatever. I mean, I I I've even put separatist on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, you fl- you flew against me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> separatist. No, Ed, we we knew he was of low moral fiber all along. Yeah. Yeah, I I flew quad phantom, so I have no morals. Nope. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nothing. And and stealth device whisper. That's. It's yeah. no more no morals as well. I was considering for a very long time whether or not to trade afterburners on uh, Vader for stealth device and whisper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, makes it a different kind of beast. Yeah, but afterburners on Vader is just too good. Yeah, I yeah, I think I'm, you need I'm, afterburners. Yeah, there's yeah. there's a there's a minimum that you need on the ships to make them good, and I. Th- Think mm-hmm. it's just about what's in the list. Yeah, yeah. basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think I think we talked about it the last time. I was I was looking, I was building similar lists as your world's list, but I was so fixed on Duke, on Whisper. But thinking about it, you 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 really don't need Duke in this list because I mean, obviously, you only have one one Duke. It, it's not the same. Yeah. The same goes for yeah. The same goes for Antrim and stuff. Uh, Oli, you you know Antrim, right? Uh, you you probably played him on Vassal, resolved yeah, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. And uh, we, we we when we were preparing for Worlds, we were looking at the same the same formula that you were. How how can we exploit the force uh, in the in the most effective way possible? I don't know if I told you this when you were on the last time, but we sort of never got into the aspect of of using Inquisitor and Vader and and whisper together but we did the full circle around it so we just never got to the point where we tried this exact formula but we had tried inquisitor and and a pop shuttle and vader and, and and all sorts of variations around this um but it's it's um i think to the degree it goes into what Gisela was saying is, is when you don't hit the formula where it just works where it comes together then it it's 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 kind of quite the opposite. It just doesn't work, and it fails miserably. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, that was what I was finding when I was trying to fit um, Suntir in as the third mm-hmm. ship instead of the Inquisitor. Is that for some yeah. reason just things kept on dying, and mm-hmm. I wasn't sure why. And then I just tried switching ships, and it worked. And uh, I will mention Christopher again before he gets angry with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's probably because I mean with the, your with your list you don't have a bit 
soon tear lives on his bit and if you have a if you have a list with basically no bit then soon tear probably isn't the right call no not at all so i mean in terms of uh because it, what it, this section is having fun in x-wing right right yeah, right. yeah. What, what do you yeah, like yeah. and uh, yeah exactly. yeah Right yeah, so I I think I I completely agree. Is that silly season is great? It's really nice. Uh, I think it's been a almost a year and a half since we've had silly season, um, yeah. Because of all the changes, and it's great to just be able mm -hmm. to fly different things. I I've, I've been trying out first order rebels. It's it's nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. Yeah, it's last silly like... season was wave fourteen Ugh. of one point oh, where <laughs> that was just silly. I mean, there were there was just right? it was the five X wing <laughs> double yeah. Reaper small base meta. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I'll say, you know, I yeah. I have yet to go. Yeah. Hey, come on, wait. Okay, go for it. <laughs> uh, I like, um, I really like uh, around at least our community here at home. I, whether it is the silly season aspect of it or whether it is that we are very relaxed these days it might be just one of the same mm -hmm. thing um, but I, I'm thoroughly enjoying that I think the Christmas tournament was, was really fun it was just mm -hmm. ridiculous things happening I cheated we didn't talk about you that cheated I, and I the cheated. guy you cheated against he won the tournament yeah it was actually just a plot uh, to, to prevent you from winning <laughs> yeah. We didn't. We just didn't tell you at the time. <laughs> so uh, to explain, we we had a tournament. It was a hundred and fifty point maximum for the lists, and I I showed up at the tournament. I, I had already decided what I was going to play, but my nephew, uh, she turns up and uh, and doesn't have any small bases. So I needed to loan her, mentor all my small bases, and. Uh, and then I had to figure out how to build a list with three medium bases because that's all I had. And I ended up building a list that was 151 points. <laughs> Played my first game, uh, won it pretty well. And then when I was tallying the points, I realized my mistake and had to forfeit the game, of course. Yeah. Oops. So what was the, go on then, what was the list at 151? It was three arcs. Uh, it was sinker, uh, Jag and uh, a 107th fleet pilot, and then I had and uh, I had built that, and for some reason I felt I could get Co Cody in there as well, so I just put Cody in. I didn't check the points because I was trying to get everything set up, and uh, and just put it on the table. It just made sense. Uh, the list is really good without Cody. I didn't really need it, but because <laughs> uh, that's just all there, I had. So there were only two people who won all their three games yeah. on paper. Yeah, and then <laughs> on paper, <laughs> and then there was the one that won all the three games <laughs> without. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was me and Stefan. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was actually flying Fen Rao. It was Fen Rao with Crackshot, I think, and three Deadman Switch uh, Headhunters. Exactly. Finally, he got. The Got the got the tip from Edelnay that Hunters are the best ship in the game. Uh, Hunters are still having bad. They're they're still super bad. <laughs> but that man switch is a interesting thing on them actually. Do, do you know? Because it it makes people so afraid. 
Yeah, if only you could get that on your aggressors, Gisli. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, pie aggressors with Batman's race. Ooh, that's a nice thing. Okay, shall we move into the new section? <laughs> Oh, yeah, next new section. section. Here we go. Okay, uh, <sighs> Abe, can you just make a jingle? Ding, 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 ding. Now, in the world of X-Wing, we had an FFG stream. Jan? We did indeed. So It wasn't uh, enough of a movie movie voice. I d like a trailer I voice. I was no, but it was not a movie voice we were going for. We were going for a news anchor voice. And he did that it was a jingle. Oh, oh, okay. It was a jingle. Okay, okay, jingle okay. thing. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But a jingle would okay. have been, you would have had to sing it if it was a proper jingle, just saying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're so fixated okay. on that. Okay. How can you will get to do to the next take jingle? my favorite ships. No, let's go. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Read the within that song. Uh, what did we get to see? First order get hey. some interesting okay, stop, 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 stuff. Stop, stop, stop. No? <laughs> How come okay. you're with me on this, right? Ding, ding, I am, ding, ding. absolutely. We'll do it in the end. <laughs> okay, I think so. The end, after, the cut, after the post cut, cut, and so on, we can do it. No, okay. never mind. Um, so, we had a stream, uh, and we got to see um, some new stuff, uh, both mm -hmm. some of the pilots from uh, Aces and Hotshots, and a little bit more on the new First Order and Resistance ships. So I thought we could sort of do this by faction. Um, so, I mean, First Order is not in a very good place, I think, generally. Um, and the, the, the tournament statistic seems to back that, by the way. <laughs> um, but they get some new stuff. Uh, so they get this new um, Red Baron's Interceptor thing. Mm -hmm. uh, with an i6 and an i5 pilot and so on. So, how do you think think and feel about that? Is that going to work for them? I don't know. Oh, and by the way, I would just like to sort of baseline this: that any statement that starts or sounds along the tunes of "it all depends on the points," <laughs> let's not do that because yeah, that's a podcast that we say by now. Okay, I'll start. I'll start. Okay, so I'm going to make. Okay, I'm going to it, it maintain. It depends on points, really. <laughs> I'm going to maintain my stance that I took the last time we had this conversation, which, interestingly enough, was the last time that Ollie was on as well. Uh, we were talking about the same thing. I don't think that this ship is going to fix uh, first order. I think they need more than just the addition of an ace. Uh, yes and no. I. Is it's going to make list building. Uh, it's gonna bring more options. They, they, they are going to be able to fly uh, triple aces, but I, I I agree with you. I I think they need a small base or at least a medium base, cheap crew carrier. Yeah, we but we don't yeah. know if they're going to be able to fly three aces yet. We don't have that part. No, but, you know, assumingly no. they will. It's just a matter of how yeah. good and how loaded these aces will be, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. We also so saw some other stuff. No, hold on, but let me let me back this up with a little bit of logic, if that's but okay. But how, how could you, you were basically saying it depends on no, points. No, 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 no. I, was, I, 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 actually, I actually wasn't. 
I actually love that. Okay, so I just okay, I put it a different way. But that's that's not the point. The point is, yeah. if we look at the ace list that we have today, um, the fact is that the, you, no no list is getting by or having success on the fact that they are an ace list alone. So if you take a look at uh, the the ace lists that are successful within the republic, they are ace lists that are backed up heavily with passive modifiers. Uh, yeah. If we look at mm -hmm. all these lists, it is the same thing. Uh, you know, they have the passive modifiers. That's actually what's carrying them through, really. Uh, mm -hmm. I would say, um, on a, on a on a statistic based based on the comparison to other ships. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, true. But but we don't see that within the first order. So this is, this, is where, this is where it gets interesting with the possibility of a new ace. Okay. Because if he is, if basically it's Vareng. If Vareng is cheap enough, then you are going to be able to run um, Vareng in the tie with basically no upgrades, probably fanatical because it's really good. Mm -hmm. yeah. You're going to be able to run Tavsum without any upgrades, and you're going to be able to run Kylo. And if you can get those three, then you have Force in the list, you have Tavson for multiple upgrades, and I think what everyone is missing, because loads of people are looking at that TIE Fighter, um, the, the initiative, or whatever the new one is for the First Order, yeah, um, like, yeah. and they're going, okay, it's basically Sinterfell. I, I don't think it, it is. It I don't think it is either. Because it can, it can focus target lock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's basically a Jedi. Yeah, I, I think what people are missing is its ability to sit at range three with three of eight dice. Uh, anyway, if it's at range three, it's got three of eight dice, even if it has a deplete or whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. Then yeah, like it's it's gonna be good to get multiple modified uh, modified shots out there. Um, if you can have that with with cheap costs, I think first order finally has a. A niche, in that it has an ability to do passive modifiers without using the force, so it's just just passive modifiers. So fanatical mm -hmm. and so, Varang, they all get okay. passives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Varang okay. get, gets a point. second action without getting stressed, mm -hmm. right? Um, but again, yeah. that depends on points. <laughs> <laughs> Of course. <laughs> of course. I thought I laid it down pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Everybody's anyway, but, 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 but I, I but agree. Fanatical arguments... is passive dice mods, yeah, right? Yeah. But um, none of none of these arguments started with it depends on points. I will point that out. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I find uh, actually interesting is Captain Fashima. I mean, her ability to oh. pass off damage to yeah. somebody like. Uh, uh, quick, quick draw, draw? <laughs> you know. Yes. Take one shield of yeah. quick draw, or know, one of those, or Tavison for extra extra yeah. actions, mm -hmm. or I mean, uh, or a normal FO with fanatical to get rid yes. of that pesky shield. Yes, but mm -hmm. Tavison is not an ace. Let's let's sort that out right away. <laughs> it, it, uh, Nobody said no. it was. How can no? <laughs> but that, but no, ah, but we we went from the. The niche of saying that ace lists have been leaning on the passive modifiers to saying. You but know, doesn't that just depend on points? No. <laughs> no, no. Just, no. Oh, stop, ruining my, stop ruining my points. I, I think yeah, this yeah. is actually an opening for yeah. the very scary, very uh, intimidating uh, multiple SF passive sensor lists. Yeah, okay. and different list building. Within uh, FO. Yeah. So, so you're saying that we might be seeing like the uh, the 
confluence of beef and ace play. Yeah, might. Yeah. I yeah, mean, possibly. three SFs and something. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Could very well be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Okay. I think fanatical, if spammed, ha can have mm -hmm. some really interesting properties. Yeah. Um, and I think that is probably what can bring back the sort of the tie FO into meaningful play. But it has um, been tried. Yeah, but with, with until him, with but without Phasma right. or something like that, then you don't really yeah. have this option of making sure that the opponent's damage is spread around in order to activate it on enough of them at a time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it will be enough. Perhaps we need that crew carrier and some mm. some swarm buffing crew. Mm. But I actually had another thought uh, that I think could be interesting. I mean, when First Order was announced, I think FFG mentioned that the sort of faction identity they were going for was sort of elite swarm. Mm -hmm. And I think they could achieve that simply by popping an elite talent slot on uh, on the I-1 uh, TIE FO. Mm -hmm. I mean, the A-Wings have it, so it clearly has nothing to do with initiative anyway. No. Um, the Nantes well, have them. Only the best pilot flew the A-Wings, by definition. I see. That's why that's why yeah, Cole flies an X-Wing. Yeah, because he's a terrible pilot. <laughs> clearly, and that's why Arvo keeps crashing into stuff. It's because he's so good. <laughs> Intentionally. <laughs> I feel... I don't know. Like I feel like First Order has a load of really good crew and no yeah. good way to get it into the game. It'd be nice for them yeah. to have a cheap um, ship, like a small ship with a crew yeah. slot. That'd mm -hmm. be fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have you noticed, yeah. by the way, and now I'm going very much out on a tangent here, have you noticed that lately these sort of ranges for effects have crept up from, you know, when second edition came out, almost everything was sort of like range one, like Hull Runner mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. But by the time they got to Separatist and Republic, then everything was range two all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I'm, co I'm concerned about that. Yeah. I am concerned I'm about that. Well. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. Like, like Sheer, for example. I th I think it's just upgrades in general, though. There's the um, yeah. the the one that bothers me. Um, I was talking about this at my local club. Is Broadside, because yeah. I feel that Broadside has single-handedly given FFG a really large problem in future designs. Because mm. yeah, all turrets, they've all yeah, turrets. they've made his ability too good. So now mm. you are no because all turrets right now are bad, right? Like ion turret is only good in large numbers. It's not really mm. a good turret. So as soon as someone brings out a good turret for the game, then broadside is immediately broken. Yeah, mm. yeah. but I mean, okay. I guess they figured that they already had that problem with cabal. So yeah, true. Mm. But that's the same mm. as with with like missiles, right? How so? There are no good missiles in the game. Yeah, true. Not very. Well, oh, no, no, yeah. no good. Let, cheap let, let's, put a, let's put a pin in <laughs> yeah. that and, and come back to that in a minute. Mm. Okay. Diamond, um. Diamond Boron is probably the first good one. Right. Mm. Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Then we have uh, 
also this the, the pilot we saw played on stream, Rush, which is basically an I2 silencer that whenever you mm -hmm. get into a hull, he turns into I6. Mm -hmm. um, I guess that has yeah. to be good. Yeah, I mean, it's an I I6 silencer, but you have to get him into a hull. So he's basically... It, he's basically uh, an interceptor by then, with a target lock sure. action. But yeah, but isn't that isn't that just dial? I, I, oh yeah, I mean great dial. <laughs> does it? I I feel like that like that's a really good plus because when do you need really need the I six is in the end game? Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. by then you'll have damage onto you most cases. <laughs> In this case, it'll be better, <laughs> yeah, to have some damage in. So it's gonna mm -hmm. and can and is isn't kind of a, a target lock on an interceptor what every interceptor player always wanted? Yeah, but they do also like the fact that there's a bait on that interceptor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but okay. not that. God, that's true. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it kind of all depends on points. <laughs> it sort of does. <laughs> I'm just embracing it by now. So let's move on to the resistance, where we saw the fireball, and our good friend Kasuda Siono. Um, yeah, I don't think the fireball is gonna do much. I'm not sure. I mean, I've even written in the notes that it's points dependent. Uh, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm I'm embracing it by now. Um, I mean, I'm I look at the sure. fireball, what, what and all I see is a headhunter. What What does that thing do? I mean. I think it explodes. This, uh, this strange repair droid, uh, um, he's called Bucket in the show. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's quite interesting um, and could be interesting for the resistance on you know proper ships. But mm -hmm. I'm not sure what the fireball is meant to do. It's like highly mobile and yeah. Um, Kasuda himself, I, I don't think we've seen any other pilots than him. Yeah. I, I don't he think he seems I've... to be like an ace. Or I don't think yeah. I've been least excited for a ship and since the Tigresser. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, but then, on the other hand, in without remembering their abilities, I don't know if they're in here in the notes somewhere, but we also get two new I-5 A-Wings. Well, at least one I-5 and one <laughs> something else. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah, CC. CC CC. Yeah. It's basically a double motor modifying. I am concerned. A wing, but they they don't show the the charge, so maybe he doesn't have infinite charges. Basically, no. It's uh, I think it's a recurring it charge. It's a recurring charge. Are we sure? Of yeah, yeah, I think I'm so. looking I think at the picture on the it show says it, it says it on the picture. Oh, sorry. Wait. Wait. Oh, okay. yeah. Sorry. Oh, there yeah, you no. go. I, I, I was looking at the, the article itself. Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hel helps to look at the show notes, dude. <laughs> yeah, I even put this there. <laughs> but 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 since we since we all agreed and have for a while that first order needs. Uh, a small crew carrier, or a cheap crew carrier, mm -hmm. so they don't have to put in, you know, 70 points into an Upsilon in order to do anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What does resistance need? 
because I mean I think they have quite a lot of pieces but they're not really doing anything I mean they were sort of hailed by uh, a, a podcast I should not name uh, main host for being you know the winner of the last points update um, mm -hmm. very early I should say but that was, not, uh, that was not just one podcast there was many podcasts Mm -hmm. Yes, and I know there are many podcast hosts who very uh, enthusiastically flies resistance, yeah. but they don't really <laughs> do anything, do they? No, I don't know what's wrong with resistance because I feel like they have a lot of good pieces. Yeah, they do. A lot of them. What they are really, really. What they don't have is a good large base pieces that are priced correctly. They're overpriced. I still don't think so. They, I, think so. No, I don't yeah. think Ray is overpriced. I think she is. No, but, but guys, guys, look at how many other factions do nicely without that big large base here. I mean, you yeah, rarely exactly. even see them. Even in the faction that has them. I, f I feel that the problem with the resistance again, well, it's it's archetypes, right? What what do you want the resistance to do? Yeah. If you They do everything well, they do nothing the best apart from A-Wing Swarm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, because aces are better with uh, imperials or even first order. Um, mm -hmm. If you want a beefy list like the quad T seventies, well, the rebels do that better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So mid size beef. Well, that's but, but, that's the thing. But, I think T seventies is good, but again, is is it good? No, no. But, I'm, but, I'm, but I'm, I'm thinking about medium size, like uh, Ewings and Arcs. Uh, do for a couple of factions. There's yeah. right. I'm mean, that. That's I don't a good know. point. Yeah. A T seventy is about as beefy as, as an arc. Uh, yeah, but but uh, bo definitely. less board presence it doesn't afford the same uh, playstyle. Oh, and um, yeah. So the the great thing about the arcs is a time and target really that you have along with the beefiness. But but I think mm -hmm. so. My opinion. I think I think you're dismissing Ayat's argument a little bit early. So, um, is Ray in in isolation by herself uh, underpriced for what she can do? No, probably not. When you no, compare her to she's not underpriced, uh, if, but no, hold on, I, I hold, on hold on, yeah, hold sorry, on. Okay, okay, okay. Is she overpriced? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but uh, but is she? Could she be? I think if you put her into perspective of what else is is able to you're able to build around her then she is not in the right price point because she needs more support than she can get um, to be you know effective and she is again uh, going back to passive modifiers um, she is the prime passive modifying capability of the resistance yeah. um, so but so I think honestly asking and it might actually be the answer to this question uh, is why is it? that rebels do beef better than resistance when a T70 is almost the same price, but so they're, at least in my mind, objectively better than a T65. Because T65s aren't the dominant playing pieces in Rebel Beef. No, not in the beef. No. Okay, so all. resistance B-Wing will solve it all. No. No, I'm it's not, the U-Wings that, that are the Oh, the building block of beef in rebels. Absolutely, have always been from the beginning of Tupano. Yeah. Yeah, but I I I I I agree with you, Hakon. 
on that point I mean I feel like resistance has a lot of good pieces as a solo piece but it's really really hard to build a good list around those pieces but when we say that at the same time it's not too long ago that we had lists we have had a lot of success in a lot of success with lists that were resistance when you had the the, the pod and the and the the transport and and mm -hmm. something around that you know Finn and, and Covenel or something and Leia. Yeah, sure. and, but but, but that that so that was for like two weeks until people figure out how to fly against it, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and for those who didn't figure it out, they nerfed uh, Finn, right? Yeah. No, exactly. I think maybe that was taking it a step too far. Maybe maybe that was something that they shouldn't have done. But um, but still, I think I think Gisli, that's that's exactly the argument is that um, they have the great individual pieces, but they don't they don't come together. Uh, and I think this is also going back to the same point that we've been talking about this episode, and maybe we started raising after the first hyperspace trial here in Iceland is is the emergence of the passive modifiers in 2.0, uh, and whether and how you're going to build successfully uh, without passive modifiers. And maybe the, the whole moral to this is that it's difficult or maybe not even mm. worth it. So can I can I throw a counterpoint at you? Sure, yep. of course. Um, top 8 at Worlds, I play Bartosz. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if... Bartosz wins that game. I mean, it was it was quite a close game. Uh, I got a bit lucky, but if Bartosz wins that game, you can very realistically see him winning worlds with yeah. uh, A wings, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he is an outlier. That is so. That is true. So that that was my question. If Bartosz had won worlds or even got top four or got to the final, would everyone still be saying, "Well, resistance is bad," or would they say, "Oh, A wings are broken"? I will bet. I will say that Rebels was bad. Besides, you playing it on the against it on the final table. Fair enough. So I mean, they are I mean, they are statistically the worst faction at the moment. But this is this is a very interesting point, Oli, because uh, it was what out of the top eight, there were two resistance lists, right? Yes. Uh, and in the top eight, there were there was one scum list, right? Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna argue that slightly. There were two lists from the resistance that had a total of eight A wings between them. <laughs> True. <laughs> so resistance, <laughs> resistance is A wing the faction. But yeah. any, anyway, sorry. There were two, in, two resistance lists. Yeah. Right, right. But individual pieces that are difficult to bring together. I think that kind yeah. of plays a little yeah. bit into that same argument. So, so you know, you're either spamming them or or it's it becomes a little bit difficult. And and Kieran Wong, I think, is 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 the only player that has had success with with his list. Um, yeah, he, he's uh, practically I, I, the only one that's tried. Yeah. I mean, I, I looked up that list today, mm -hmm. and this GA97 droid, it's been played a grand total of three times in major tournaments, two of them being at Worlds. Kalen <laughs> and Ryan Farmer, and then some poor soul tried it in a hyperspace trial in Singapore and got crushed. Yeah. If I remember correctly. No, but but I, I think I, so. So the argument is. So, but, but going back to what I was trying to say, so there were two resistance lists in the top eight of worlds. There was one scum list. There were what? Uh, how many rebel lists? So there was one. Was Daniel? Was Daniel the only rebel list in the top eight of worlds? 
Um, I think so because I, I knocked out yeah. um, Michael Novak in the top sixteen. Yeah, in the top sixteen, he was the uh, the other other rubber player. Yeah. Uh, and then we had uh, okay, so two out of eight isn't bad for resistance really, but if we're only looking at that single tournament, but of course that's not the only that's not the complete sample size of it. But no, um, no, no so it shows us that the potential ceiling for resistance is quite high. Yeah. But mm -hmm. if we look at what's going on besides the very tip-top of those who really gel with their lists and are very skilled at flying them, mm -hmm. then I think it is a problem that resistance is so underrepresented and you barely see you know, anything good coming out of it. And when you see it, it's so few archetypes. It is 5A yeah, that some have done well with, very few have made it all the way with, or, or you know, near the top, like like Bartosz, but um, yeah, it is. It, I, I think it is a problem with the faction. I mean, you can say the same thing for first order. Every now and then, you will see somebody who goes all the way. I think we might even have had a system open that was won by first order. At least we've had a few with first order in the final. Uh, yeah, this year. it was um, Lukas uh, Galonka that did well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but. But I mean, they have to work on every level. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> so, and, and I mean, the A wings work very well for very good players. Is like, I mean, it's a double repositioning ship with a crazy dial, yeah. and a, it, it can shoot backwards. So, yeah. pound for pound, get a lot out of it. Mm -hmm. Pound for pound, the A wing RZ two is the best chassis in the game. Yeah, it's the best ship on the board. Yeah, that's quite possible. Close, closely followed by the flying, uh, flying, I think. Yeah, but that's that's, uh, that's taking into consideration of, of course, points. And uh, let's. Oh, oh, of course. No, no, I, I mean that you know, not as a joke, but it, they're priced in a certain way. And let's hope uh, FFG doesn't uh, have a knee-jerk reaction and uh, lower points in that faction too much. Where you can get a powerful ship in with maybe three A wings, and you know, yeah, I, th that would be I a think disaster, resistant, I think I think the resistance ha has the probably the most potential to be utterly broken, but it isn't right now. But it, potential wise, just looking at the pilots, looking at the upgrades, looking at the crew cards, <laughs> um, more so than the separatists. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think the separatists are easier to fix with points because there, mm -hmm. if you point them up a bit, you'll just you'll lose a body here and there, and then everything will be fine. But um, I think actually this problem that the that the resistance can go to the very top, but they don't really do it very often, and they don't do very well on the mid tables. I think mm -hmm. is an issue that is extremely hard to solve because if you lower the point, then you know Bachers will just kick everybody's ass harder. Yeah, uh, and they might start doing it okay at the mid tables. Um, so I think, yeah, but but I still and but I think the the problem there is also I mean in the perspective of many people. They are so easily comparable to rebels. I mean, I just did right. Compare it the T sixty five and the T seventy. 
You can compare yeah. the uh, the Rebel and the Resistance A-Wing as well. And if you do that comparison, then they look, you know, undercosted as it is, as is, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so even the mistake, after they hiked a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but the mistake there is actually comparing uh, cross-faction. I mean, you could you could more easily do it within the <laughs> within the Republic and the Rebels, where you could say, you know, the arcs from the Republic and the and the the arcs from the mm -hmm. Rebels, but in which are in, in my mind are two completely different things. Yeah, absolutely. And the reason is uh, what you have around them, what mm -hmm. what what is available in the faction to build with them, and the abilities yeah. that they that they bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And it, it's not a that's you know even though even if the stat lines are are relatively comparable or even exactly the same, it, it's the mechanic that changes with the abilities and what you can what you can build with them. Yeah. So perhaps the resistance problem really is that the that the bomber is too good or at least has too much health because that way it has to cost a lot of points and if that thing were lower it could perhaps sort of do a little bit of what the U wing does in in a rebel beef list. No, I don't I think don't know, I don't think so. No. no, I think they're too different. The, but yeah, the bomber. Yeah. Jesus, this is the new section. <laughs> yeah. This is this is the new yeah. section. We will get yeah, back yeah. on track. But we should we should we should move on. I don't I don't think we're going to be able yeah. to to have a definitive no. conclusion on yeah. this. But yeah, no, no, I yeah. think there's there's okay. a couple of bits that we haven't talked about yet that's <clears throat> new that could be really really good. Okay, let's hit it. Uh, so I think we need to at some point talk about the uh, new mod for the B wing. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. <laughs> because Tem Nun just had his birthday and his Christmas yep. all in one go. <laughs> mm. Yep. Have, have he, you ever he tried to change his underwear? So, uh, yeah. For, for anyone, for anyone not paying attention, um, Tem Nun is presently forty-eight points. Uh, if you add a proton torpedo, he becomes sixty-one points. Now, assuming oh, we, we don't know how much this thing is going to cost, but if it's free, then that is a double modified proton torpedo on a B-wing for 61 points that mm -hmm. gets rid of his stress token when he fires it. It's it's good. That's really good. Uh, it, it's not going to be free. If it's going to be free, they're going <laughs> to they're gonna raise the B-Wing cost. But yeah, for sure. it might be free uh, points, which will still be very reasonable. But mm -hmm. I think it's funny because, I, I mean, they clearly made this card because they thought it was cool, and now they had, you know, oh, we have pivoting foils. Let's, uh, let's do this, right? Use them. But I don't really think the B-Wing needed it. Um, I mean, we haven't had a problem where the B-Wing was unable to be competitive. Um, but but I think I mean, it's I nice, I guess. For now, I, I have had the feeling I that all configurations should be free. It should be just a ship, ship ability. Even the, even the grappling struts, I, I just want to raise the ship chassis and get the get struts down to zero. I look super well, forward to my free 7B, Kissy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, not 7B, but I, I, I do feel that uh, calibrated should be free. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the cost of it is that you're taking the modification slot as well. So I, I think it's, it's, it's arguably yeah. a, 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 good, a good thing to, to consider, yeah. but I mean, but 
let's let's like let's, but, let's yeah, discuss but, the but, the matter at hand. Yeah, but yeah, but but I was gonna, uh, you know, tell about this table of S files thing. Yeah. Uh, this is probably the first one, uh, except for <laughs> obviously seven P, uh, that I feel like should cost something because it changes the ship drastically. Yes. Like, 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 super much. So. It, yeah, I th I think it's it turns as as you say it changes the ship because it changes what it is. It turns it into a a torpedo boat or yeah. Yeah, and it and also if it uh, if if it would raise the chassis because of it, it I I don't think it makes generic B wings any better. No, it doesn't. Not at all. No, it only oh, makes you don't want to only Braylon and Tandem really. Did, did you see the, the part where they get an extra attack? Yes, I did see that, but you will have to use uh, a cannon for it. Yes. And what cannon will you use? Tractor beam afterwards. Probably auto blaster. Um, searching for yeah, yeah or I think auto so. blaster. Yeah. Search for crit yeah. with uh, with Braylon. <laughs> Even just jam before, and then shoot yeah, on the tokenless defender. I mean, that's the super but, budget version. But tractor beam is good. HLC is yeah. good when it when it's available and cheap. Um, but you are always raising the points on a generic B wings. Yeah, and if, by if add, you, adding to them, it's you're adding and you're adding even more, and then you're adding a little bit more. Yeah, and if you and want to those, start with then the, those generic B wings are going to be really, really expensive. Yeah, that's really, true, really but quickly. extra attacks are ridiculously powerful. Sure. Oh yeah. Sure, sure. But if you're yeah, going to start, I mean, I mean, look at look at Denkar. I mean, yes, but <laughs> but also <laughs> it, it depends on initiative because this thing relies yeah. on target locks. And we mm -hmm. all know that a target lock is much more powerful on initiative six than mm -hmm. uh, initiative two. So, I yeah. I feel like if it's done well, uh, this could be something that is done uh, scaled with initiative. Mm -hmm. uh, but and if you go and start with the cannon shot, you need another cannon to follow up to use the ability. Because yeah. uh, you can't shoot with the same cannon twice, and it's only a bonus attack with a cannon. So, plus, plus uh, you have to spend the lock just to shoot again. Yeah. So, is it is it better to to shoot two uh, two non-modded shots with cannons or just one single um, modded? Hello, Braylon. For damage. Yeah. yeah. On yes, Braylon, but, but it's going to be I, phenomenal. They're talking about uh, yeah, generics. But, I, but, but is it? Is is it phenomenal? Is it not better to take a normal shot that's double modded? Yeah, it's probably. Yeah, but on on Braylon, he already gets his uh, mods inherently. I think I, I think it probably depends on the meta, because yeah. If, yeah. if we start seeing a lot of low agility out there, like if you were going to lay into a decimator, then mm -hmm. though even though you didn't have double mods, you would probably do fine with two attacks. Mm -hmm. But if you're trying to hit Suntir, then you mm -hmm. probably rather have your, your, all your mods in one attack. But yeah. again, such a thing as a fire control system exists, right? But mm -hmm. but but you spend your target lock. Yeah. Yeah, you spend your target. Yeah, lock. yeah. But so then you have the reroll on the initial attack. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. But then then you're adding even more points yeah. to the generic B wing. 
what do you guys? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What do you guys? So I think maybe on the generic viewing, I think a more important factor is going to be the the uh, the bearable to evade. Yeah, maybe it's, because it's, I, I don't. I, I think, don't it's, see I think it's, it's it's going to be it's going to make it. Oh, it's going to make it a lot more durable. I think it's right. good on the um, on the torrents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it's really good there. I, I don't see why it wouldn't be good on the on the beams. So I'll I think, tell you I why it's good not good on the, the beams because, because you, you just want them to live and you don't really care about the damage they deal out because they are just blockers. Exactly. But you don't want to be to be a blocker. You get two torrents for one B-Wing. If you're loading up points on a B-Wing that has one agility, even though you have an evade token, you're you're, going to lose that ship pretty fast. You're assuming that there's a cost to it. We don't know that yet. But let's also also not forget that when they close those wings, they can reload. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that sort of goes back to the torpedo boat configuration, right? Sure. But yeah, they're going to be expensive. Uh, Perhaps it's going to just... We're gonna see it as, you know, a whole different ship, sort of like what you do with seven mm-hmm. B. I mean, a seven B sprite is mm-hmm. a very different beast than a non seven B either sprite. Yeah. Um, but that also implies that there could could be, you know, a significant cost involved, and that might be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shall we move on to the Mac Pulse missiles? Yeah. So uh, they give this so deplete token. Which is, yeah. you know, like minus one red until you do a blue. Um, and 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 a jam, a, and a jam and a critical hit, right? Yeah. So and free attack dies one to free range two charges. Yeah. So uh, this nice. this is curious. This is anti ace missiles. Yeah, it is. This is anti-ace missiles, and and I've seen some people uh, say about this that this would be a good thing to put on high initiative aces, uh, so you could see this on Vader as a finally as an option for a missile. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you could. That's that is correct. Uh, I I think I mean. <laughs> I was gonna say it obviously depends on points, but well, yeah, for sure. Like all, all of these depend on points, but I think if you're if you're looking for a place to put this, then yeah. I think having a load of um, of SFs yeah. with this on yeah. is is interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, this is the but, first range one to three good missile that we get. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good to see. I think it's mm-hmm. uh, it, it depends what you're what you're shooting at. I think if 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 the meta is going down the lines of uh, loads of Jedi all over the place, um, so the mm-hmm. CLT Jedi, then this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's going down the lines of a load of B wings and a load of uh, sort of chunky stuff, then maybe not. But having having it in the game to be able to counter an ace meta. Is mm-hmm. is good because I think just immediately lowering the points of a missile carrier or lowering the points of this mm-hmm. missile is a great response mm-hmm. for FFG to take if there are too many yeah. aces in the meta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah. So what would be what do you think these should cost? Uh, four points. Nah, no, I think that's a little conservative. Yeah, I think somewhere along the line, the proton. Yeah, something close to the proton. 
proton, proton rockets. So it's proton, proton rockets are seven points. Yeah, I don't know. I th I think that's expensive. Um, think? Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think yeah. proton it's rockets all, are seven only because two they, can, they can do five damage. This is only going to be two damage if you get both off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, only two damage, yeah. but it's it's you have two charges. Uh, it's front targets, not bullseye like proton rockets are. Much easier to yeah. to to get off. Um, but on the other hand, you also need to compare it to uh, to homing missiles, basically, which in theory should also be anti-ace tech, right? Um, mm -hmm. Simply because there you have either an automatic damage, or at least you have four dice to throw. Whereas if you're trying mm -hmm. to shoot this thing with just three dice and an ace, mm -hmm. are you even going to hit it? I mean, you probably need double mods if you want to be even have mm -hmm. a reasonable chance of doing it. Mm -hmm. So I think it could even be, it could be four, but but probably five. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, the, the I, two, I agree. The, I think if it was one charge, I would agree. But it's two charges. You can throw this off twice. So I think it's going to be a little bit higher. Yeah, but I th I'm I'm kind of thinking about what ships can carry this, uh, and what ships maybe that can take passive sensors can carry this to boost up the generics for that ship. Uh, SFs, and they can shoot it front and back. Yeah. Mm. I mean that's the obvious, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The obvious thing. Yeah, the yeah. ones, mm. the the Thai V ones. RC one A wings maybe. Oh, the Tyve ones will be really good. The, yeah, because they yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyve ones. Yeah, I think so. I think <coughs> I think yeah. they would be really good. Yeah, A wings can take uh, missiles, but they yeah. cannot uh, put it. I mean, you don't gain anything from the generics because you don't have the passive uh, sensors. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Vultures. Vultures, yeah. Sure, it'll be nice. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about the passive sensors argument actually, because if since it's only three dice, and at least if if we're talking about it as an ace weapon, anti-ace yeah. weapon, mm -hmm. then yeah. you do need double mods, and then evil. I mean, you can't do that with passive sensors in most cases, anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's what uh, has got me thinking on what kind of ships you put it on. I mean, Vultures, you're not. You're great. not. Yeah, probably, but yeah. not not the other missile carriers that uh, are generic for the like the rebels, headhunters, A wings, and stuff like that. I really I can don't... see this. I mean, I mean, if you think about these standard SF um, missile lists with passive sensors, I can mm -hmm. see quick draw using this and then having three passive sensor uh, FOs with concussion missiles. Because quick draw will fire the first shot, the opponent will try and dodge it because it doesn't want to get jammed, and then it gets hit by three concussion missiles. And if it doesn't dodge it, then it gets jammed anyway, and you still have the same effect of spending all the tokens that you wanted to get rid of. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this can be a this could be a good option to have in a list as a as an opening salvo, and then you're backing it up with a load of higher intensity rockets afterwards, yeah. or just yeah. normal shots. Yeah. You could also throw this into a list with uh, torrents and uh, a Jedi with battle meditation. 
Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's something you're going to spam across multiple ships, but, you know, have it on one. Yeah. One or a couple. Something like that. You would, ha you would have it on probably two in lists like this, probably, you know. Be able to... Yeah, it could be interesting to see the mm -hmm. torrent see some play, yeah. apart from as blockers. Mm -hmm. He might also actually be able to put it on the fireball. <laughs> Before it explodes! Oh, God. <laughs> no, I, I feel like the fireball is actually going to be a good ship, just because no one is paying attention to it. <laughs> probably. <Yeah. laughs> it's probably. going to be a, that silly outlier that nobody's going to see coming and somebody's going to wreak havoc with it. <laughs> yeah. the, uh, no, no, I, nobody's excited for the fireball. Just does not the, a single person. Does, does Kasuda's <laughs> ability allow him to... Oh, it's only for primary. Okay. Because he is sort of wriggly ish when fighting aces. But he's in, he's interesting. Free, free, right? Yeah. So mm. that can be fun. Mm. Okay, okay. shall we move Falcons on? Oh, the Falcon! Missiles. True. All of the Falcons yeah. can take missiles. Okay. But yeah. speaking yeah. of Falcons, how about that I 5 layer? Mm. <laughs> With a sort of like a mini layer crew ability. Is it is it the resistance falcon? No, it's the, um, the rebel. It's the rebel rebel yeah. one. Ah, okay, rebel then one. it could be good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, the dial. And, and then it's basically like is... once per turn you can spend your force to give somebody a focus token. Or a force. Or a force. Yeah. Well, I think. Very giving. I think my concern here, I, I say concern. Um, I mean, obviously, it's it's very good, right? Um, I'm having just spent the last however long flying Wedge and Jake Farrell with the idea of spending 36 points purely to give Wedge a focus token. If I can, <laughs> if I can do that and have a Falcon that can shoot things. Mm -hmm. That seems like a really good thing to have in my list. Yeah. <clears throat> so I just I have my falcon just normally broadsiding people with I just take a focus every turn, and the whole purpose of having that force on layer is to say right every single turn this ship gets double mods. Yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, but you can't use have, it to get you, double you, mods, I think, because it needs to do a red maneuver in order to get to proc. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, because this is the one I don't have in front of me, so. Yeah, it's not in the notes. I can't see I'll it. look Wait, it up on Yasmi. There was a card. What was it? That fits perfectly with this. Uh, it was Navigator. Navigator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah, you uh, you change you change your dial to whatever move you want after you move, mm -hmm. uh, and because that move is therefore considered difficult and probably a red maneuver. Uh, you then mm -hmm. get a free focus. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. If you if you execute a red maneuver, yeah. um, you can give a focus token. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's not as good as I was expecting. I, I think it's it's going to be a good gimmick. Um, ironically, I can actually see this being used in a double falcon list. I I feel like you could maybe use Lando and Leia as a as a two ship list with Navigator oh, Leia. Oh, action efficiency yeah. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Na Navigator Leia uh, for the end game. And, yeah, uh, but, but, and yeah, 
but yeah, I mean, doesn't Nyanam and uh, Lando on, uh, on the Falcon do the same thing that you're trying uh, that, that you're achieving with Jake, but only with yes, more points? but the um, yes. the Falcon always wants to do hard turns and not bank turns, mm. so yeah. it's not as good. Um, because you you normally when with the Falcon you want to be flying around things, and if you're playing against a good opponent, uh, he will either move too fast for you, so the Falcon has to turn, or he will get out of your arc. So it's the same principle. But yeah, it's uh, I I've never I haven't got around to enjoying the Falcon in in uh, 2.0 after using it so much in 1.0. I just can't get used to it. Mm -hmm. It's a very different. It's a very different type of ship. It's not. It's not the brawler that it used to be. No, I think I need to go and fly again for three months just to get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shall we move on to uh, the OP article? Yep. Just, I mean, that's a quick one, basically. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't think anything is quick, really. <laughs> <laughs> not not this episode. <laughs> no, no, no. But there, I think there is a very substantial uh, point that we can, you know, speculate about. Um, so first off, system opens hyperspace. Yeah, uh, system opens in hyperspace, but probably more important, uh, hyperspace will become more restricted. Yeah. Uh, and Good. I think this is what everybody has been asking for. Mm -hmm. um, oh, not everybody. I mean. People were whining about hyperspace in the beginning. I remember. I can't use all my ships. Remember all that? Yeah, I do. I do. But um, yeah. <laughs> there's still going to be a lot of extended tournaments. Uh, I mean, that that whine there in the beginning was also in a in a place where almost everything that was not a a, a system open was, or possibly worlds we didn't even know by then was supposed to be hyperspace. Mm -hmm. Then people were mm -hmm. a little bit annoyed, right? Um, mm -hmm. But since then, both the ship pool have expanded, and uh, and we are seeing a lot mm -hmm. more extended. So, I, yeah. So the question is, I mean, from what you can sort of read into what they say, then it seems like that the only real sort of hard things they've said is that they will only have things in hyperspace that have been re-released. Mm -hmm. Um. So bye bye Star Viper, uh, I guess. Bye bye Interceptor. No, no, the Interceptor is being re-released in January. Oh, okay. So I think, right? Okay. It's, okay, I, I don't remember. It's it's going to be interesting to see what's in that. I'm I'm super super excited for this because I think mm -hmm. the way that competitive play will eventually stay fresh is yeah. uh, purely by rotating ships and having yeah. car packs. Because eventually they'll they'll run out of ships, right? So mm -hmm. it'll it'll be the case where they go, okay, so we'll we'll slowly rotate out all things, or bring them back in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited if they do this correctly. My mm -hmm. only my only thing would be is that I want them to release the points. So say for example, there's a couple of tournaments that are a bit close to the deadline. What I would like them to do is I would like them to release the points for this like a month before they're playable and mm -hmm. say, right, this this is going to be the date when everyone should use these points. Mm -hmm. But they're going to be released a month in advance. So we don't get this kind of yeah. dead time where everyone's going, okay, I'm waiting for points and I don't really want to play a tournament. 
Uh, whereas if if you release them a long enough time in advance, then you go, okay, so they're released now. The tournament is legal then, so that's fine. If you want to start practicing with the new points, you can. If you want to use the old points because you're playing an event, then good. Yeah, I, I, I as a player, I tend to agree. As somebody who uh, likes to collect lists from various people's tournament, uh, this would be hell. <laughs> <laughs> because this overlap period where they are not valid yet is already a problem because you don't know, you know, if a list comes down whether it's one price point or the other. But I concede that that is probably a secondary concern. I no, but, but what he was saying, he was he, he was saying he, he they would release the points, but yeah. they would be legal at this time. But the minute, so obviously, in actual experience, the minute yeah. they release the points, a lot of stores are just going to start using them. Even Correct. for hyperspace trials mm. and stuff like that. That's, yeah. that's just mm. what we've seen before. Yes, yeah. so, that's what, so we what saw you in then, July, we saw it in January as well. What, what you then need to do is you need to make it official that if you are running an FFG tournament, all FFG tournaments must be run with the old points until this date. It's it's like yeah. magic magic to it, I'm sure. Like there's mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There are games where but, you have rotation that can be done that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I sure. think yeah. what they've also said in, in this OP article is uh, they thought a little bit more about when the um, uh, when the points changes are going to happen and are slowly going to get into sort of this uh, May November schedule. Yeah, they're going to change the rhythm of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which, at least as far as worlds go, probably means that worlds will be in a quite stable meta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I think is, I don't think that worlds should be necessarily the place where. By, sort of by definition, because it is like something you qualify to and and so on. And, but it shouldn't be like a coin toss whether you're going to do well or not. Yeah, I, I, I like worlds being relatively stable. Yeah. yeah, but but they have always done something prior to worlds. No, either Re release, yeah, yeah, release the new ship or nerf the jump master. Not every worlds. <laughs> <laughs> well. Just, it's not very co charming. Co right? Coincidentally, they have just made uh, uh, drastic changes to the game just before both the worlds that I attended, but, <laughs> but not the other ones. But but anyway, I think what's also interesting is that so so that's the one thing they said was this: you know, we're only going to have re-released ships in hyperspace. The second thing they mm -hmm. said, or at least alluded to very strongly, was that. They're going to not, you know, take. Okay, now we're going to take all the B-wing in or all the B-wing out, but mm -hmm. it's going to be no. on a more pilot by pilot and upgrade by upgrade uh, thing. And I think that is interesting because I think, and I thought about this, I, I think quite a bit. So tell me I'm wrong, but sort of generally, then in order for hyperspace and extended to exist as two separate metas that each makes sense then they have to be at different power levels the very minute that you have a list that is good in both metas at the same time then you have a problem yeah, yeah because I agree with then that. all the others i mean if it's also good and extended then by definition it must be overpowered in hyperspace because there it is flying again against lesser opponents Mm -hmm. At least in a world where we want everybody to be able to just have one or perhaps two factions that they fly. So hyperspace yeah. has to be at a lower power level. And 
I don't know what that would be because it would probably mean that if even if you do it correctly, then you will be like, oh, see, you can have Braylon, but you're not going to have his good friend Cassian at the same time. Mm -hmm. Or whatever, right? I, I think that's the only way that you're going to manage it. Because of the amount of ships mm -hmm. presently available for the new factions, um, I don't think you're going to be able to have a power-limited hyperspace list by limiting ships. I, have, I think you have to start limiting pilots if you're looking at um, the Separatists in the Republic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. And then we can perhaps, I mean, limiting pilots will anyway also stress this thing that at least many of the people who liked hyperspace was all on about, which is that the restrictions sort of um, promotes list creativity. How yeah, come, I, right? I hope so. That How you come? go out and discover new yeah. things. And then I'm sure that from time to time in hyperspace we will find out that Oh, we just found out something that was bonkers broken, and that actually also works in extended, but it just has to very much be the exception. Mm. So we can't be in a situation where we were with, I mean, Rebel Beef, or today with Separatist Swarms, or even um, uh, Republic Aces, where they're just, eh, we'll just move them over, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that means that every fa every faction will have to have limits in hyperspace, even those that have very few things already. Mm. Yeah, sure. And the, uh, the biggest problem with this will be the consistency of execution for excluding stuff. That's for sure a thing. I mean, they need to be constantly evaluating what will not work in hyperspace. Yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they will probably just do it like look at what's top meta and take that out and bring something new in. That's probably what they're gonna do. Well, that's that's not how they should do it. <laughs> they should do a lot more analyzing than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I agree, but. You know FFG. Yeah, that's what that's what scares oh. me. <laughs> yeah. But I also but I, but I hope they do a good job. Yeah. Another issue yeah. being, you know, the newly released ships. I think we will still see, like, say, we have this point change in January. Uh, mm -hmm. I am absolutely sure that everything from the one Rex tie, everything from mm -hmm. um, the um, uh, the fireball, and probably mm -hmm. everything from Hot Shots and Aces. Is mm. gonna be in there, yeah. yeah. And then it we'll get a new wave stuff. in April or something, and everything in that wave mm -hmm. is just gonna slot right into hyperspace. Yep. Yeah. Even if there actually are, you know, combination pieces already that will work really well with it. So unless we trust, you know, FFG to balance the game six months ahead, which I don't really think we can reasonably expect them to. Mm -hmm. Uh, or at least we will be ignorant to think they will, then, yeah, it's going to be challenging. But I think it is, it's also something that if you don't start doing it, then, um, then you never get good at it. And just, I actually originally had this in my uh, what makes me happy about X-Wing right now. I actually think even I've just looked over, you know, the entire meta of Wave 5 and 
some of you guys have heard me whining about why resistance and first order and so on is so ridiculously behind. But besides all that, then compared to looking at the meta in wave one or wave two, then I think this time we are we're getting more balanced for every iteration they run on those points. And there are still things that are bad. There are still things that need to be brought up or brought down. But it is getting less and less changes every time. And they are getting closer and closer to some sort of balance. So I think they are getting better. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure they will probably, you know, we will start off with some hyperspace where there are some very apparent flaws. And then next time they redefine the format, there will be less flaws. Mm -hmm. Maybe, because they keep re-releasing re stuff, uh, releasing stuff. I think we will have. Um, no, I don't know. I don't want to be a doomsayer, but but it'll be tricky for them to try and balance this. But I hope they do a good job. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, uh, I I want to have faith in FFG. I mean, I I at least have faith in Alex Watkins. That's uh, I can say that. Yeah. There's sure. yeah. no reason not to. I mean, they've oh. been doing a pretty good job since he came on. So, <coughs> mm -hmm. yeah. All righty then. All righty, oh. Reykjavik hyperspace trials. Yeah. Yeah. Kisly. <laughs> what? What? Me? I don't know. You wrote how it in the show notes. Yeah. No. How can How can I see owing it? Yeah. I just want to mention it. Okay, Hokan. So, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just gonna mention the hyperspace trials. I mean, eleventh January. I just finished up uh, special prizes. We are giving away for the, the King of Swiss. Yeah, King of Swiss. We're giving that away. It's uh, all of them are are basically ha almost handmade uh, uh, medals. So it's King of Swiss and the runner-up, and we also have the Cormac Higgins Award. I think I'm going to be the shooting for that. Yeah, the 17th best in Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that's become a thing. <laughs> <laughs> should we should we tell the story of this? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> at, Basically, at, at every opportunity, we should tell the story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cormac Higgins came to Reykjavik. He was he was hoping to annihilate us. He was hoping to pull a Jesper. He was hoping to pull a Jesper because he even had a buy yep. and used that buy here in Reykjavik. But what he did was end up in 17th place. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Instead, how many people out, out of 24. Yeah, 24 <laughs> and two, yeah, two 20, people had a buy, yeah. so we had uh, uh, five rounds. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh. yeah I, I had a buy that that time around as well. Yeah. So, so he ended up with what, uh, two wins or one? Um, uh, it's probably one. One win, and that was a buy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a <laughs> no, I think he probably won won another game or something. Yeah, I might have. Think so. He, I don't think he had in seventh. Uh, in seventeenth. <laughs> but it, it was a top sixteen cut. Remember, so. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
It was 24 yeah. players and a top 16 cut. Uh, was it a top 8 cut? Yeah. I can't remember. No, it was a top 8 cut, I think. It was... Top 8 so, because yeah, top of eight. the two buyers. No, it was, it, yeah, was, it was five rounds of Swiss because of the two buyers. <coughs> Probably yeah. a top ah. 8 just because of the tournament format. Yeah, Alright. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about yeah, okay. We had at, at the Swedish Grants where it was a sub-16 cut, they gave out, um, you know, like a rubber duck, but instead oh. of a duck uh, instead of a duck face, it had Chewie's face on it <laughs> for number 17. That's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's, uh, we, we don't know if we're going to be at the Nexus store yet or if there's going to be another venue. Uh, I think... Mm -hmm. I think at the moment uh, Yule is aiming for hosting it just at the Nexus store. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm secretly hoping that we're going to be at the same venue as we've had the, the hyperspace and regionals. Oh, so yeah. far, just yeah, because we're... we have a bar there so and we're sort of all to ourselves. It's closer to downtown, easier to you know, yeah, go and do something afterwards. So. It's a better venue. It's a better venue, to be honest. Well, although the new Nexus gaming hall is, is great, but it's and it even has doors, so we can have air. Yes. Uh, the, the other one doesn't have doors. Not it's the no. basement. It does, but it, it, it's a it's a basement issue. Physical. It's a nice door. It's a really yeah, really nice yeah. door. Oh, yeah. It's physical. Physical doors are not actually in the shopping area or in the gaming area. That lead outside. No. That is. So. Ah. Okay. But anyway, I've booked yep. my ticket. Yep. You have? Yep. I am bringing yeah. Rune with me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Excellent. And I haven't booked a hotel. No. 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 You're still still waiting nope. for some replies? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, last time I pushed heavily for the replies, I was just told, yeah, I will work it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're we'll working. Well, well, we're working on it. Well, I am at least. But it's, it's, yeah. it's a little bit difficult uh, on my end. Two small kids. Yeah, well. but I mean, it's it just you know, if if it doesn't work out, let me know, and then I'll book a hotel. It's not, yeah. Yeah. it's not that big of a deal. No, but no, exactly. Anyway, yeah. okay. Okay. I I think we should we should go move to, to shout, outs, shout outs. I think yes. Yeah. We should move to shout outs. <laughs> Uh, you 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 realize this is this is our longest episode yet? I are we into three hours? Yeah. Not quite because Just we didn't start recording. Not quite. Start. No, it's two. Uh, we're close. We did the whole we, we did the whole Chris Allen bit before we started recording. Yeah, that was just like two minutes or something. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, shoutouts. Let's do shoutouts. Okay. So, uh, Ollie, you're 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 the guest. You start. Um, shout out to all the wonderful people who I get messages from, and special shout out to the 186 for being awesome people. Because we're not all horrible. No, you're definitely not horrible <laughs> people. <laughs> definitely not. Uh, you're done? Yeah. Nothing yeah, more? Just okay. Uh, yeah, you, you go on every show. You, <laughs> you do shout-outs every show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're always doing shout-outs. Um, okay. Uh, so, uh, eight shout-outs? Me? Yeah, sure. All right. I mean, uh, I just want to shout-out FFG for, you know, producing a quality game for us to play and trying to mix up the tournament scene with things and stuff. And stuff. Yeah, and I'll shout out to Jesper. Yeah. 
Obviously. Obviously. Okay, uh, Jan? Yeah, well, I guess uh, I will start, out, start by shouting out uh, Chris Allen and saying congratulations. <laughs> yes! Uh, yes. So, uh, he got married in, in secrecy. Hey, good, huh? good job, that man. Was he, wearing the layout, was he wearing the layout? Good okay. job, Chris. Yeah. Yep. Good job. Yeah. As long as he's good job, Chris. Um, uh, yeah, and to my pink boys, as always. Hokan? Ah. Um, shout out. <laughs> Are you there? <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it I'm for sure. you. You want to. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> TGI Jump W. Yeah, because I've been, I've been like, I've, I've been making a lot of noise. I think when I thought I was muted, and then I was talking before, <laughs> and then apparently I was muted. So it's kind of been on and off. So it's uh, multitasking is not my thing, obviously. Um, obviously. Oh, but yeah, we can okay. hear. Okay, so yeah, uh, yeah, my my boys at TJW, uh, of course. Uh, we've been we've been doing some experiments with uh, the new Atari cluster campaign. Uh, Oh. Which is which is different and 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 kind of fun, uh, but very relaxed. So uh, I think for for some of us it's it's a way to get together. For others, it's a it's a recovery method to try to get their head back in the game, uh, which is which is good. So patiently trying to uh, trying to work that out with with mm-hmm. each each and every party. Um, and yeah, uh, I guess not a shout out, but Ali, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's always great having you on. You you bring you bring great great perspectives into the show, and and uh, and maybe this is the last time you're going to be as a guest. And next time you'll just be like a, a member of the council. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for having me. Regardless, like it's it it's great to have an opportunity to talk about the game because like we all love the game. We love talking about it. That's why you guys started a podcast. Mm-hmm. So if you. Yeah. Uh, I'm very happy to come on if uh, you ever want me on to talk about some of these things. Obviously. And you're welcome anytime, I mean. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I already have an episode planned with your name on it. So. Oh, God. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Uh, I, one, one last shout out because I wasn't able to be on the last show. I want to shout out to Arman. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. One thing you may not know about Arman is that he, he is a very shy person and, and Stepping out uh, and being on a podcast and talking about stuff like this is is way out of his comfort zone. So uh, he's, yeah. I think, uh, it's well worth a shout out for uh, to yeah, him to, to for stepping out and and you know putting a voice to his opinions because they're very valid. I mean, he brings he brings yeah, a lot to the I conversation mean, for sure. So Arthur's a great, yeah, yeah, he's, great he's really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. Okay. So. And yeah, I'm, I'm the yeah. last. Okay. Yeah. yeah uh, I wanna. Uh, I'm gonna shout out to Mark Stewart. Well, bye. 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 And yes, listener, the song was worse. It's much worse. In a galaxy far, far away. There we go. The muscled sound. And there's our new intro.
Just do what I'm told, so it's no problem. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not true because we tell you to show up. <laughs> well, here I am. I mean, what, what, what do you want? <laughs> Consistency. You've never said that to me before. Uh, that's true. Okay. I mean, sorry, Jan and Halcon, you haven't decided who's going first in introduction. Uh, I, don't, I don't care. Jan, you can decide. No, no, no. I will go second last. Okay, okay. And then I'll try to not do its saying again. Because <laughs> it sounds stupid. It's saying. Yeah. So I'll just <laughs> yeah. say my name. Nothing else. No. <laughs> you're, 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 he will not. He's still trying to find himself. <laughs> yeah, but I can do it, and I'm right, because then that's sort of how it finishes. Yes, I know. But yeah. you, you know you know what we could do, Jan? We could do like we could do it in a you know, I could do Jäger Haukon, like in Icelandic, and then you could say I Jan and then Aid can do I am Aid. Oh yeah. fancy. Very fancy. <laughs> 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 can we just start this already? 